morning, afternoon, evening, wherever you are in the world. And whenever you are tuning into this video, whenever you are tuning from home, my name is James Porcelli. I'm Brian Thomas. And welcome to episode number 22. 22. This of Ruthless Talk. It today is Tuesday, so that can only mean one thing. We're here to talk some Monday Night Raw from last night, the fallout of the Elimination Chamber. Brian, the Royal Rumble is over, the Elimination Chamber is done, and we are heading smooth sailing straight to Hollywood into yep. WrestleMania 39. As now we are in uh, in the driver's seat now, going straight into Mania, and uh, absolutely and things are definitely heating up for sure. <laughs> definitely uh, an exciting time as always. You know, regardless of how the business has changed and everything like that, like we usually talk about in the state of professional wrestling and in the state of WWE, you know, it's always an exciting time when WrestleMania uh, comes around once a year. So yeah, definitely a lot of, and, and there is a lot of exciting stuff um, right now in WWE. There is, or at least there's a, things that could potentially be a lot of fun. Um, I mean, for example, yeah. in this show, I mean, you have, a, I guess you can say a dream team that formed last night. Um, you have, this whole situation with KO and Sami Zayn. Now it looks like they'll be going after tag titles. Um, you know, freaking, you know, Seth Rollins and Logan Paul. If I'm sure there's still people out there that for some reason are excited about that. And then you have edge and, and in this, in the judgment day where it is interesting, <clears throat> the fact that they're still playing the, playing this whole feud along and how we thought this was going to be, put on the on the shelf in the back burner and now here after what happened last night and we're going to get yeah. into it once we get into the show um that now it's going to continue on into mania but there's a few and i have a few takes about how that could still actually work and and, and same goes for the women in regards to damage control becky lynch and that whole feud mm -hmm. uh, but before we get started brian uh your thoughts about wrestlemania right now i mean like i said this is this is the biggest the biggest show of the year it's we're in the driver's seat now i mean how are you feeling about wrestlemania brian and your thoughts about where wwe is right now leading into the the big event the floor is yours take it away i guess the best way i could put it into words is cautiously excited and optimistic um <laughs> you know yes as you said and we'll we'll get into the show here i mean there's with a few different storylines, I feel like there's just, there's multiple routes to go, right? And some of them, you know, I'm I'm good with, I'm okay with. Some of them last night, uh, to me, it, you know, they kind of came out of left field and I don't really, you know, I okay. <laughs> like I said, cautiously, I'm, I'm always going to be excited because it's WrestleMania and yeah, there's there's going to be more than one moment at WrestleMania to celebrate, no doubt. <clears throat> um, but yeah, it just is this is it's leaving me with a lot of questions. I feel like there's still a lot of open doors with with multiple wrestlers, and not that that's necessarily a bad thing. Um, but again, as we've talked before, it's a little bit of both, a little bit of both, <laughs> right? Right, right. As we've talked before, you know, again, this is WWE, you still have. The McMahon, Triple H, their intent to sell, and just there's there's a lot going on behind the scenes that, you know, while we might just watch Raw, you know, there's 
I, I think there's a lot more going into it between backstage, between, you know, wrestlers in their own right, which company they're going, where they're going. Um, so, yeah, excited and with a lot of questions and and a few doubts. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the best way I can sum it up. There you go. There you go. But, yeah, definitely, you know, like I said earlier, you no, know, even though we have our, our doubts, like you mentioned, and we're cautiously optimistic, um, there's still that, you know, belief, you know, and I mentioned a bunch of feuds, you know, like Edge and Finn Balor, you know, mm -hmm. Becky Lynch and the, you know, damage control. Um, obviously, we know the bloodline is the best thing going in this company, but other but all these other feuds that I've mentioned that could work. And that does leave us cautiously optimistic because they have proved, Brian, I've always stated with the whole bloodline story and just how well it's it's being played out. Mm -hmm. it's, it proves to you that they can they still know how to put on good shit you know what i mean that's, yeah and I mean, that's just when go ahead when i see um when i just see other feuds that are very just i don't want to say bad i it's i would say lackluster is the right word because yeah. like, yeah. like there's no care and there's no there's right. no effort being put into it. And that's just what frustrates me because yes, I know gone are the days of when WWE was at its peak, but still there's still that. I always say this all the time on, I've said it on this, this platform and on this podcast many times, you know, this company, this product could still be special, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, but look, you know, there's definitely a lot to be excited towards and uh, we'll definitely, you know, keep everything optimistic. You know, we, we try to, to be fair, you know, even though we're, we're yeah. harsh critics, <laughs> we're very harsh critics, but at the end of the day, we love this. We love this shit, man. And we want to, sure. we want to, we want to literally come onto the show and praise the show every single week. Like that's what we want to do. But if it's not, if, but if, if it's not the case, then, you know, we, we, we just can't do it, man. You know how we, you know, how we rock on this platform, man. If we, if there's stuff to call out, we'll call it out. So but yeah, yeah, and I will uh, say everything yeah, with everything that I did say. This is, um, as far as WrestleMania goes, I haven't been looking forward to a WrestleMania this much in a literal like years. So in, in that aspect, yeah, they're they're they have my interest and attention in in many different areas. So I'm I'm absolutely excited about it, and I've mentioned it on here before as well, like. You know, roughly like 2005-ish is kind of when I stopped, you know, just wasn't involved, you know, watching wrestling as much. Um, so, yeah, funny. this That's is... when I first started watching. <laughs> right? <laughs> that was a fun, small world, right? Yeah. Well, here we are. Hey, Brian, yeah. look at us. Look at us. <laughs> right? Everybody knows that. I mean. But anyway, continue, continue. Um, so, yeah, that being said, I, you know, I, I, I don't want to make it sound like I'm, I'm shitting on it because I, I truly am excited about this WrestleMania and I haven't been that way in years. Really, so the last time is probably uh, those, you know, two Triple H, two uh, HBK against Undertakers in, in that in that time. I was, you know, definitely invested in that one. Um, but yeah, that's about it. So again, there's enough here to that I'm excited about. You know, there's just some... some Things that I just, you know, eh, that's same old WWE for you, you know. So it is what it is, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's no, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, guys. So before we get into the show, real quick, we have a few announcements in regards to, uh, in regards to WrestleMania. Now we're getting closer and closer and we want to give you guys a few announcements. 
Um, so for WrestleMania, we will be doing a good and the bad and the ugly for both night one and night two. All right. So we will be doing for night one, since night one, I believe, is on a Saturday night. Yeah. Uh, night one will be or the review for night one of WrestleMania will be on Sunday. That will we will do a good, the bad and the ugly for night one. And then night two, we will do that the very following day, which will be Monday, uh, which is night two of the good and the bad and the ugly review. So two back-to-back review days for night one and night two. So make sure you guys stay tuned for that. And of course, we will always keep you guys notified uh, mm-hmm. for when that time comes. And uh, like I said, we have uh, a bunch of news to get into in regards to um, Tony Khan and AEW and Ariel Hawani in this whole situation, if you guys have heard this whole spiel on Twitter, Tony Khan calling Ariel Hawani a fraud because he was on WWE television this past this past week. And 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 just again, Tony Khan just constantly focusing on everything but his own goddamn product. But, you know, every <laughs> I, I swear, I want to just take yeah. the fucking phone away from him. Uh, but we'll, we will get into that on Thursday. If you guys want to hear more yeah. of our thoughts about that, we will save that for AEW Dynamite's review, which will be Thursday. And then, of course, we have our another edition of the our top five wrestlers of the week once we cover uh, SmackDown. That will be on um, Saturday, and I will be going solo for that. Unfortunately, Brian won't be able to do that show, so I will be going solo giving uh mine and brian thomas's top five of the week and of course going over smackdown for that saturday so make sure you guys mark all of that in your calendars absolutely a lot lot of content is about (laughs) to be is about to be published uh in the next few weeks so a lot's about to happen so make sure you guys stay notified and stay tuned for whenever um the time comes so Without further ado, let's jump right into the show. Um, right Monday on. Night Raw. Today's Tuesday. Like I mentioned, today's Tuesday. So today we're covering some Monday Night Raw. This was February 20th, 2023, live in Ontario, Canada. Mm-hmm. Let's do this, baby. Here we go. Right on. Our number one, Uno. Sami Zayn music hits as he comes down to the ring and he starts the show off. Of course, he gets that, you know, that praise from the crowd, that that Canadian crowd getting mm-hmm. Ole and Sammy Chance again, just taking in the moment. I think like Sammy Zayn has had a lot of those moments the past few days, Brian, where he's just letting the fans just he's just soaking everything in that the crowd is giving to him. And rightfully so. He uh, yeah, I think that's it. absolutely beautiful that he's getting. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll, I'll let you go ahead. I'll, I'll talk about it when I do. But yeah, that's that's awesome for him, man. Absolutely. Soak that in. No doubt. No doubt. Um, so yeah, he, he stands in the middle of the ring. Like I said, the crowd is, is giving all of the, you know, any, all of the love and all of the appreciation to him, of course, being a fellow Canadian. Um, and he says he feels a lot of gratitude, you know, he feels very grateful and he just shows his love and appreciation towards the fans, but yet he feels very guilty. You know, he's like, listen, you know, I, I, people had high expectations for me to, to beat Roman and to take down the bloodline. You know, you guys believed in me when I didn't even believe in myself. And I feel I let you guys down. And he's just very, he's grateful for the, for the moment and the opportunity. But of course he's, there's a part of him where he's just, he just feels like he let everyone down and he just Mm -hmm. feels guilty about it. But he's like, listen, the story is never over. You know, the story is never over. So this, you know, Sami Zayn still has a mission to, to to do the best he can to take down the bloodline and that's when he come he calls out kevin owens to the ring he calls out kevin owens and kevin owens music does hit 
He comes down to the ring and he legit, he wants to thank, he thanks Kevin Owens and he wants to apologize, of course, to Kevin Owens for, you know, listen, you know, pretty much. And he's in the look on his face. I didn't mention this um, during the elimination chamber review. You can tell the look on his face when Kevin Owens walked off. Um, you know, he knew like, man, like you were right this whole time. I should have listened to you and I didn't listen to you. And mm-hmm. now you can see Sami Zayn just his, like, a, you know, his face says the entire story. And he's like, yep. look, he's like, I apologize. And he's like, he's like, look, it's obvious that, you know, one of us, we both individually tried to take down the bloodline and we both failed. But, you know, and he, he literally, he legit says like, we need, he's like, but what we can do to take down the bloodline is that if we do this together, pretty mm-hmm. much, obviously not speaking quote unquote, just speaking hypothetically. So yeah, he wants Owens to, to work with him. He wants, you know, he wants to this bond to get back together and, and take down the bloodline, you know, for good. And, um, and Kevin Owens, man, he just, he just did not have any of it. Um, yeah. he's like, listen, you know, he's like, he's like, you need, he's like, you need my help. He's like, listen, first of all, I didn't, I didn't do what I did um at the chamber for you i did it i did it because you know i still have my own grudge against roman reigns and the bloodline and i did it for your family because i didn't want to have your family sit there and watch your you know get your ass kicked by the freaking bloodline you know so he's like oh i did it for your family i did not do it for you i did it for your family i did it for me and i did it for my family because they you know literally beat me with the inch of my life you know and they're just going back and forth and everything um well owens is just kind of pretty much just giving it to sammy and just being Mm -hmm. like look you know he's like if you need help with the bloodline well why don't you just go ask your buddy jay and i was (laughs) like oh like that's like pretty much brian like it would like your girl like you're talking to your girlfriend he's like oh it's like he's like you know why don't you just go ask your side chick like no like just like stop like stop (laughs) you know what i'm saying he's like you know and yeah he just walks and uh kevin owens just walks off so a very a very heart very heart to heart moment between mm-hmm. Kevin Owens and and Sami Zayn as uh, Kevin Owens pretty much pretty much just walks off. I I um I like it. I like it a lot. I mean, obviously this makes sense, Brian, because it would be foolish that Owens would just forgive Sami Zayn that quickly. So obviously this is a very slow burn, a mm-hmm. very slow type of build for them to fully get back onto the same page. And yeah, just to have a heart to heart conversation. He's like, dude, like. You know, you're, you, you, you're, you, you laid the line in the sand at war games. Right. And he mm-hmm. mentioned that war games, like, he's like, I, I stated that I was done with you at war games and I still mean that to this day. So if you want my help, well, why don't you just go ask your buddy Jay? Because clearly you guys are, 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 are having are are best friends and buddy buddies to one another. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> when, so again, it's like, it's like, uh, it's like a, it's like a toxic relationship talking about side chicks and whatnot, but, uh, but, but still though, I know I'm, I'm, I'm making fun of it and thinking like, it's, you know, a joke or whatever, but no, I, I truly, I truly like the start of the show. I always like, mm-hmm. again, Brian, I always say this. What do I say all the time? Start the show off with, with a storyline right away. We don't yep. need to go into a match. What better way to start off with Sami Zayn and this whole bloodline storyline. And again, Kevin Owens doing a tremendous tremendous job on his part and this is why brian i really truly believe and i meant this when i said uh at on the elimination chamber review that this could work and Mm -hmm. and and builds like this you know there's suspense like oh snap like because because you because think about it like because right now 
Jay is Jay Uso is still on the fence, right? right? Like we don't know where his allegiance is truly gonna lie. Like, is he fully just gonna turn on Sammy and then that makes like the bond between Owens and Zayn that much closer? Does Jay Uso cost his own brother during the match at WrestleMania? And that's mm-hmm. and like to me, Brian, like that's a tremendous way to lose a two plus. I mean, how, how however long that the Usos have been holding uh, uh, the tag titles now, right? Like that's just that's another tremendous way to do it. So even though Brian, I understand, and people like they're still disappointed that Sammy didn't get the job done and that didn't he didn't get over. But guys, there's still there's still a way for Sami Zayn and this Kevin Owens thing to really work, and that's why I'm willing to give it. Like I started at the top of the show that there's there's potential like there's mm-hmm. there's there's reasons to be optimistic and i am extremely optimistic when it comes to the storyline <clears> because <throat> every single person up to this point has given me brian the benefit of the doubt so i am willing to give this a chance this was a tremendous segment this is a tremendous start and you know we'll see where they go from here you know again does jay uso turn on does that full turn on Sami Zayn and show his allegiance to the bloodline does Jay Uso just stay like the course and stay on his own, or does he fully turn on his brother Jimmy during or at WrestleMania or leading up to WrestleMania? Who knows? So again, there's just a lot of questions and a lot of directions you can go with this. But yeah, Brian, mm-hmm. your thoughts on this opening segment? Yeah, I thought it was really good too. Um, you know, I really did both KO and and Sammy there. Um I will also just, uh, again, just adding kind of layers to the story. Another thing that uh, KO had mentioned was back at the Rumble, you know, while he was, you know, he made sure to drive the point home, tying it into the family. Like, you let that happen. You Like, you stood there and watched while my family watched, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. me get my ass beat, you know, yeah. and I wasn't going to, you know, allow the same thing to happen mm-hmm. to your family. Mm-hmm. Um, so, again, just making that story just so much deeper. Um you know, as I've mentioned before, like, I, I think part of me, I've accepted the fact now that, all right, Sammy's not fighting Roman individually at Mania. It's it's obviously they're going for the, the tag here. And I, I will fully be behind that story. And I do like that story. And I, I think that's going to be great as well. But there's always going to be part of me that's just a little disappointed. And I didn't expect Sammy to go over a chamber. I, I, you know, still expected it to happen at Mania. Um, but going this route, you know, obviously, yes, KO's not, you know, right back, you know, hugging Sammy. So it's going to be, you know, the next month or so that'll that'll build. And um, yeah, the whole, the Jay Uso wildcard factor, like I, that's going to be, that'll be at Mania, whatever, whichever direction he goes, like whether he's trying to help the bloodline or turns on the bloodline. Yeah, that'll be a Mania thing where that finally goes down. And, you know, the, mo- the more I-, I thought about it, you know, this, this kind of, or-, or even I kind of lost sight of it a little bit, um, you know, because I was so focused on like Sammy beating Roman, right, and, and getting the title, where last night it really you know i started i was like i I just had i got a different perspective or reminded me of a different perspective that sammy's intention here is to take down the bloodline as it you know as as the faction is formed yes roman's at the head of it and yes there's there's been that title talk and you know whatever but ultimately the objective is to 
destroy the bloodline, right? So in this aspect, KO has been involved in, with the bloodline the past two years. So all these characters have already a backstory involving the bloodline. So I do like it. I, I think it's going to be entertaining and and just fantastic, you know, when this goes down and however it goes down. There's just part of me that that wants to wanted to see Sammy, you know, defeat Roman. But eh, it is what it is. Um, and then also, I think this could uh, also another potential lead in or I don't know if this would be after Mania or whatever. But, you know, if it's uh, Sammy, KO and Jay against Roman, Jimmy and Solo, you know, that's that's also another little avenue or, or whatever they could explore there. So. All in all, um, again, as I've said, we I'll give all these guys the benefit of the doubt. It's going to be great. Um, so, yeah, that, that was a really good segment. Um, and I like the fact that KO kind of got so personal there. And it wasn't just, you know, he didn't just come back out and, like, we're supposed to forget about the last, you know, freaking year with Sammy and KO. So, yeah, well done. I liked it. Yeah, absolutely. And listen, I, I, I still understand the people that are still, you know, kind of holding that, that what if, you know, oh, what if mm. Sami Zayn would still be in this main event spotlight, you know, and I totally get it because Sami Zayn, you know, I mean, our, our top five lists for the past number of weeks have said it all, how <laughs> yeah. just tremendous he's done and, and he's earned everything that he has gotten up to this point. But again, it's just, you know, we, but again, I, I have to acknowledge, no pun intended, the fact that Roman has held this title for so long and he deserves that the way this reign ends for him to be on a global stage like WrestleMania, mm -hmm. it just needs to happen. You know, I, I, I just, it would, it would be because I, because even though we would have been happy for Sammy if he would have won those titles. But the very next day, we would have been like, shoot, this probably wasn't the right decision at all. You know what I mean? Because it would have clicked just like that. You know what I mean? And, and that's just that's just way I'm thinking is like, yeah, they made the right decision. And, you know, Roman losing at Mania is the only call. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, I, I mean, unless they want to pull the wool under our eyes and do uh, some other crazy shit because... I also hear a bunch of other rumors that are just mind boggling, but anyway, I'll save those <laughs> for a different day, but right on. Yeah. But when it comes to Sammy, I understand where people are coming from, but people, you know, at the end of the day, you know, Sammy Zayn, at least in regards to the storyline, will play a big part in this mm -hmm. in regards to taking down a good chunk of the bloodline, which is the Usos uh, in that, in that regard. So and then listen, and then with Cody, and no, and and I've said it for months, guys. Cody Rhodes is the guy to to take down Roman. Now, I will say before I get into this next little segment here, before we get into or further on into the first hour, I have not liked the way that they have gone about Cody Rhodes leading up to this to this match, and I'm gonna explain why. Um, is the first was the Royal Rumble, the fact that they introduced him prior to the rumble and the fact that he was at number 30 that just really rubbed me the wrong way mm -hmm. and i think honest and i can understand why fans some fans being behind sammy more than being behind cody because it's just really 
it's just an odd situation to put somebody at number 30 and to be that, you know, that hero that people can get behind when this man was handed a number 30 spot. And now he's going to be the right. one thrown the ultimate ultimate villain that is Roman Reigns. So, but still in regards to all of that, Cody Rhodes has been the guy he, and he, and it's great. And it's, it's insane, Brian. This guy was an EVP for AEW guys. And this dude is about to win the WWE championship. Like what the fuck right. is going on? It's again, it's just crazy. But yeah, again, like the amount of times, you know, I, I hear people talk about Cody and, oh, like he's this and he's that, like he's, He's all, I you know I hear like, oh, he always cuts the same. It's always the same type of spiel. It's all the same spot. And I just shake my head. I'm like, guys, like this dude has evolved. He tells the story better than almost 90% of the freaking roster. And, and that's just like, and he deserves everyone's benefit of the doubt. That's what I, that's what I don't understand. It's like, mm-hmm. we've, we wanted Cody Rhodes. Like people have wanted Cody Rhodes to be in this moment. And just because of bad writing and bad booking, we just turn on Cody Rhodes. It just right. doesn't make sense to me at all. But anyway, yeah, it's wrestling fans, you know, in general, it's it's always been like that. To t- you know, today's to wrestling degree. fan, exactly. Yeah. It's just you know, just freaking wants me to freaking slam my head through this cement wall over here. <laughs> but anyway, let me say one more. In. Let me say one more thing about yeah, Sammy ahead, and, and that uh, you know when he came out there and again kind of soaking in the audience, right? Um, so yeah, this guy, you know, if you really think about it in the wrestling world, this guy was never supposed to be in this spot, right? He doesn't look the part, you know, he's he, he doesn't have the physique of a Roman Reigns. Yeah. He's not he's not your traditional, you know, top baby face. You know he looks right? good now. Like he's he's got himself in great shape. Oh yeah, yeah, no, yeah absolutely. no, absolutely. Um but much like uh, you know, Daniel Bryan back in the day, right? Or or you know, Brian Danielson or yeah, Daniel Bryan I guess back in WWE. Right. He was never a guy that was supposed to be in that spot. So for this, and I, I get it, it's, you know, it's Canada, it is, it's his home country. He's always going to get, um, you know, I liken it to like uh, the Hart Foundation, like whenever they went to Canada, not that they, did, they didn't get huge pops here in the States, but Canada is a whole different beast when it comes to the Canadian wrestlers. Right. Um, so, yeah, for a guy that was never supposed to be there. Right. I just love the fact that he, you know, this, this is a, a moment he like, it, it would be hard pressed to say he's ever going to be hotter than he is right now in his entire career in wrestling. Um, and that's not to shit on him or, or whatever, but I mean, he's at the top of the wrestling industry right now. And that's fucking hard to do. Um, especially when you're not, you were never one of those guys that was supposed to be there. So yeah, man, m- more props to him and, as much as you can soak it in man and just you know take those mental snapshots in your head man because that's a once in a lifetime dream man and kudos to him absolutely well said well said brian great take all right so well very next segment um well actually i guess you could say it was in the same segment yeah Aaron corbin runs down and attacks Sami Zayn at the top of the ramp um that this was right before as we go into commercial uh, Corbin grabs a microphone after commercial and he's, you know, he's going on how he felt disrespected about being interrupted from Sami Zayn um, interrupting his interview last week. Um, Sami Zayn and security is holding him back as Sami Zayn now wants a piece of Corbin. Adam Pierce 
hits the stage and he pretty much just lets Sami Zayn just rush to the freaking ring and just have a match with Corbin. Um, and this was kind of similar to what we saw with with Cody Rhodes last week. So we kind of knew where this was going to go. This was going to be between around maybe five to six minutes, maybe tops. And Zayn wins via Seminisher, which was or his finisher, excuse me, which was the Halua kick. And they and he beats Baron Corbin in an impromptu match. So uh, nothing really to say. Um, to, I guess it was just to give Sami Zayn one little last hurrah in 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 uh, in Canada before they go back to the states. You know, leading into their uh, leading into WrestleMania for the next few, couple weeks now. So um, you know, I just it's it's weird with Corbin. Like, I mean, this dude now this is what now his seventh freaking character change like he's been guys he was a lone wolf right he was constable corbin like he was playing in a manager type role or like the general manager type of role Mm -hmm. then he was king corbin then he was broke ass baron corbin then he was happy corbin (laughs) not then he was a, a wrestling modern day wrestling god corbin and now he's just boring ass baron corbin i don't freaking know what you want to call this character i mean guys like what Look, uh, look, I I don't want to, you know, because I I look I do low key feel bad for Baron Corbin because it, it's just like you know to go through so many t- so many character changes and guys, this is the last person to de- to defeat Roman Reigns and and they won't let you forget that either. That's pretty mm-hmm. much why Corbin is in this situation. Oh, I'm the last person to defeat Roman Reigns or pin Roman Reigns, um, but yet this dude has gone through more character changes than freaking any professional wrestler that I've come across. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't know. I just don't know. Like, like, is he just the, is he, just, we just call him jobber Corbin. Cause that's pretty <laughs> much what he is. Right. I don't know what they're doing with him. Uh, especially when this whole, like, are they just, are we going to see Corbin? Like, what is he going to like, is Roman, is Roman going to like, he's going to be in a segment with Roman Reigns and he's going to kick his ass in a segment. I, I don't know, man. Uh, like, yeah, it's just very odd of what is going on with Corbin. Like I said, I feel bad for him. I got nothing. I got, I'm not even going to rant or rave about it. I just, I just feel bad for the dude. Cause like they clearly have nothing for him and they just throw him out there just to get his ass kicked and just get embarrassed. I mean, dude, guys, JBL literally called this dude a fucking turd. And he said, <laughs> He's lit. He's so boring that everybody changes the channel when he's on there. And when, when he's on everybody's TV screen, like guys, how do you, how do you rebound? And how do you like, like, you know, just follow, like, how do you regroup from that? You know, it's just, I don't know. But uh, before we get into this next segment, uh, Brian, if you, if you have any thoughts about Baron Corbin's situation right now and like, where do you see him? Well, yeah, I got a lot to say about the segment. I fucking hated it. Like, (laughs) this so let's hear it let's hear it yeah man so the whole and again i i mentioned i i was always a fan of the lone wolf you know the very first uh iteration of baron corbin <sighs> look why the fuck is is baron corbin coming out there to attack Sami Zayn, who's in a, again I, I feel bad for corbin too right like Sami Zayn, who's you're you're hottest baby face and your hottest storyline and you got corbin who and see i think the match was because i feel like it, it went to two commercial breaks so i'm thinking the match was like 10 to 12 minutes long and i was like what the fuck because yeah corbin's been getting beat like in three to five minutes for the last month now you have him come out here and attack Sami Zayn, and 
and have an impromptu match and just kind of throw him in this storyline and then have him go 10, 12 minutes with Sami Zayn. What it, it, this just seemed it screamed fucking Vince McMahon. I could be totally wrong, but that was my initial thought. Like they just had this, you know, an awesome open to the show, right? Sammy and KO. And then fucking Corbin comes out of nowhere to attack Sami Zayn. This is where my questions and this this my um skeptical nature like kicks in as far as like what I said about going into WrestleMania. Like it just seems so out of place and so unnecessary. And and you could even hear it again in the crowd in Canada. And you had mentioned a line JBL uh had said a couple weeks ago, like, oh, when you come on the on the screen, people turn the TV. Right. Well, think about how fucking hot this crowd has been for Sami Zayn over, you know, the SmackDown, the Chamber, and now last night, right? And then they go into this match, and there were parts that you know, places in that match where it was got pretty fucking quiet because I, I feel like everybody in the arena was like, "What the fuck is this? Like, how? Why is Corbin here?" Um. So yeah, I don't get it. Uh, you know. Um. <sighs> Yeah, I, I just, I, I hated it, man. Yeah, <laughs> I, I hated it. I had no no idea why they, especially immediately following up the segment with KO and, and Sammy. It just, it was out of place. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I mean, hopefully this doesn't, you know, I don't know. Corbin does not need to be anywhere near the, the bloodline story in any capacity at all, period. <laughs> so, yeah. My honest, before we get into this next uh, this interview segment with Rhea Ripley and Dominic, that was this next segment in our number mm-hmm. one. Um, I gotta say that my t- to me his best his best gimmick was the broke ass Baron Corbin gimmick because that that shit was actually legit funny. Uh, <laughs> if they want to bring that gimmick back, like I'm all for it. Like because that shit. Well, I don't think you can bring the gimmick back now. You you got to go some other direction. But I don't, I don't know. know what I mean, the fuck that but is. If you're gonna but... if you're gonna replay any of those character replay any of those characters for him, like <laughs> honestly, like realistically, because everyone got a kick out of it. Like that's not just it's not just me. Like fans, you know, yeah. I, I I can tell like people really got into that into that character a lot. Like, yeah. If you bring that character back for Baron Corbin, then I'm honestly all for it because, like I said, guys, even though. Uh, we criticize wrestlers like i want what's best for everybody yeah and, absolutely listen, I, I, and i think it's setting him else... up for failure like again just throwing him in there in the bloodline story yeah after you've just buried him for a month like yeah it's, what it's the just, hell i don't know man just it's weird it definitely yeah. is weird there's there's no doubt about it <laughs> let's move on into this next segment so an exclusive interview with Rhea Ripley and Dominic. I believe Byron Saxon uh, conducted this interview. Um, so they pretty much talked the loss uh, Rhea Ripley did about this, the mixed tag. And, you know, she's done with, with at least for now, she's putting, you know, Beth Phoenix in the rearview mirror. She's focused on WrestleMania. And they talk about her face-to-face with Charlotte for this coming uh, Friday on SmackDown. <laughs> and Dominic just had to pitch in. <laughs> about if you keep asking stupid questions you'll find out what i did to people when i was locked up (laughs) i just guys this i i I can't emphasize enough how funny this shit is yeah with dominic it is the funniest shit i've ever heard in my life Uh, guys i i I posted this on my story like just how funny it is i mean my god he's just dominic like i said man he's he's starting He's starting to get it, and he and yeah. he's really and like I said, I talked about the Judgment Day 
in in the good and the bad and the ugly how everyone has just evolved into mm-hmm. just in a different element of their own and dominic is a is a, a prime example of that along with finn damien and rhea ripley for that matter so every one of those people deserves deserves praise and uh and they deserve everything that they that they've been getting so yeah but that was just freaking hilarious i had to write that down because freaking does shout out to freaking dominic the dude the dude has been freaking hilarious um so yeah you know you know rhea ripley calls herself the the best bloody woman in wwe um and then you know they talk about face to face with charlotte flair and dominic's like oh maybe i'll tell tag along with you you know my 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 uh what, what does he call ray my uh uh, uh deadbeat dad his my deadbeat dead dad, dad right yeah <laughs> he's like my deadbeat dad has a match you know maybe i'll tag along and go see what's <laughs> up i mean because clearly guys i mean it's obvious i mean i think we the writing's on the wall it's it's gonna be ray versus dominic which actually again again guys has potential yeah i mean with dom yeah. the way dominic is playing this this guy who's been locked up for only like a cup of coffee and think that he's all bad and tough and then you have Ray, who again we all love freaking Ray Mysterio, and actually he's been doing his part well. With I mean his the best segments he's been in has been in all these uh these holiday parties where Dominic right. and Ray are crashing the party and they're you know they're beating them up in their own house and their uh, police have been called and crashing Valentine's Day dates like dude this this shit has been freaking good and I'm thinking like bro like. Why can't you just put that on your show? Like, ima- <laughs> like, bro, like, imagine. I mean, I understand, like, you want to use like social media as a way to tell stories. I think mm-hmm. that's great. But like, as as good as a segment that was, that deserves to be on to be on on your three hour show. No, I mean that's just me. But still, much praise to everybody uh, involved. Uh, but yeah, but uh, Brian, before we get into our first match, your thought of your thoughts about Dominic and this whole character and this potential Rey Mysterio versus Dominic match for WrestleMania. Uh, take it away. Yeah, I'm into that. And I think that's, um, you know, as far as, again, we got a month and a half to to go to, to Mania. But, um, yeah, that's that's sitting right there in your lap. It, you know, they have to have a match at Mania. And, um, yeah, you know, Mr. Ray is going to perform. And as as we've said, I think Dominic's really improved. Um, and, you know, his, his father isn't going to go out there in a match with him and let him fall on his face. It, it'll be a good match, um, I anticipate. And yeah, just the way Dom's character has evolved, man. Yeah, it's some funny shit. Um, I don't know if I had talked about it, but the the last one they did, the Valentine's Day, right, where they they interrupted the dinner, and then at <laughs> at the end, I, I think if I had this right, he was still trying to use like his dad's credit card to pay, but then it got cut off, and you know it's like, oh, this has been declined, and then he kind of he's got to run yeah. out there and and yeah. leave real with the bill. <laughs> It was just, it was great, man. Um, again, this ex con who's still trying to use his his dad's money, you know, to pay for 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 dinner and shit. Um, yeah, yeah, he's he's been doing really well, man. Um, I'm looking forward to the match, uh, Rhea and and Charlotte. Um, or at least I'm looking forward to it on the on Rhea's <laughs> aspect of it. Um, and yeah, Dom's been improving, man. So you know, shout out to Dom, man. Keep on doing what you're doing. Absolutely. Shout out to Dominic Mysterio. All right. Now it's time to get into our first match, which was Dolph Ziggler versus Mustafa Ali. Guys, this match was legit two and a half minutes. Um, (laughs) Ali legit counters Ziggler's famous sir into a roll up for the W. And guys, that's legit. That's the guy. That's all legit I have because that's 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 legit. All that happened to this match. 
Yeah. Guys, I, I don't know what the fuck this is between Mustafa. I mean, guys, I mean, Dolph Ziggler, guys, I mean, this is this is still a dude that's still one of the best freaking wrestlers in the world. This is mm-hmm. the dude that had one of the most memorable cash-ins, Money in the Bank cash-ins in history. And now this dude is losing to people like Mustafa Ali in under three minutes. I mean, what the fuck are we doing here? I mean, can we, I'm like, bro, if you don't have anything for, for Ziggler, anything that's anything investing or fun, then don't even use him at all. Like, I mean, the guy, honestly, to me at this point, just seems like he's, he's just happy to be paid and just happy to be getting a fucking paycheck at this point, honestly. I mean, just don't even use him at all. I mean, why just have him go out there and just freaking just waste everybody's time every three minutes that nobody can get back and, and watch this, this match. I mean, and what is this leading to what uh, they're going to form a tag team, right? Are we going right. to get another rematch between the two at a, at another Monday night raw next week or the week or the week after, like, wh- like, what is it guys? Like, like, what are we doing here? I- I'm just, I-, I hate this shit. Like it guys roll like Ziggler. It, he He's not even in the ring guys for two fucking minutes. And he's getting rolled up again. Again, Brian can't move this fucking shoulder. Just well, a this, well, because this time it was the crucifix roll up. So the crucif- <laughs> oh, the cru- the crucifix. We got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh fuck me uh um again to me brian crucifix roll up your sister's ass roll up it's all the same shit oh yeah absolutely yeah um but i i don't know if this this segment is even worth even discussing anymore because it's just like like guys again it's this is why raw needs to move to to a two-hour show because you take away shit like this like why do you need this guys Mm -hmm. like it's clearly that they don't care so why should we care and, and freaking even you know give any any ounce of attention to it? But Brian, I mean, if if you have any thoughts, we can move on. But if you do have any thoughts, your thoughts on this match? Yeah, not much about the match. It was what it was. Um, yeah, just with Dolph. I mean, yeah, I, I would say I mean, he is a great wrestler, and you listen to like other wrestlers in the business talk. You know, who have talked about him. I mean, he's in the ring, man. He he can pretty much go with anybody. Um, how long ago was it when he had the money? I mean, the, the money in the bank, uh, you know, cash. I mean, that had to have at least been a decade ago, right? A, it's been about a decade now. Yeah. I yeah. think it, it happened back in 2013, I want to say. Gotcha. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, 10 years later. Um, 2012, look, 2013, somewhere in that range. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's unfortunate. He never quite, you know, he, he was one of those guys that. You know, they'd start to push and then back off and then start to push and then back off. And he never, you know, really, I guess, kind of reached his full potential, which I think he had. Um, you know, and so at this point, I mean, I think, yeah, that's just, you know, again, 10, 10 years removed from that, you know, at his kind of his peak. Um, the, yeah, this is kind of what you're going to get from Dolph. I mean, he's he's going to be uh yeah just a, a, a kind of a guy to go out there and do jobs for people and and make people look good because he can um you know yeah that that's all i really got to say about that it's unfortunate because I, I i i like him and i think he he does have talent potential and i just don't think they ever used him you know to the to the to the max of that so yeah, and like and, and after the match like ali is like i won i won i really just won like yeah, <laughs> like, again, yeah. I have no man. thoughts about Mustafa Ali now. I mean, again, he's been another one too that 
to you me, know, like, kind of like that, Corbin, that but guys, he's gone that through. That shit right there is what it what screams Vince McMahon to me. I can see Vince McMahon in the back. I want I want Dolph Ziggler and Mustafa Ali now. And the <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Oh, Vince, I want to do something else. Shut up, you doofus son-in-law. Do it or you're fired. I can't. Do yeah, that. it just it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, kind of like with the Corbin thing coming out there. Yeah, it just screamed like random Vince McMahon shit for like the only the and and other wrestlers have talked about this. Like he'll put shit on a show simply because he's entertained by like he's literally the only fucking person entertained by it, but he's gonna put it on the show because he's entertained by it for whatever godforsaken reason, man. Yeah. Exactly. But damn it, damn it, it's good shit. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Oh, man. All right, guys. Uh, Next segment was Miz and Maurice. Uh, Maurice gives Miz an envelope, uh, Mm -hmm. but Miz won't spill the beans of what it is. Kathy Kelly is there giving the interview backstage. She's like, this needs to be, this needs to be broke by a world-renowned journalist. (laughs) Me! (laughs) This is obviously, guys, a day, and I spoke about this early on the show. Obviously, this is this is a, a huge to me, at least what I got from it. This was a dig to Tony Khan and this whole situation that he has with mm-hmm. Ariel Hawani and him calling him a fraud on Twitter and things like that. Again, we'll speak highly and, and more into depth uh, when we get into AEW Dynamite uh, this coming Thursday. But again, just yeah, again, and of course, talking Seth Rollins about their potential match and uh, um. And then I think there was a Miz TV segment in regards to this envelope for next week. To me, Brian, I don't know what, and we'll we'll get into this next. Uh, we'll get into this next segment here as we now go into hour number two. I don't know why, but I feel like this envelope. I don't know. It's just not that anybody cares, but again, just just speaking of what I'm thinking about, what this envelope could be. Just not that I care. Not that anyone mm-hmm. else cares. Like I like I mentioned, but I mean, he could be the host of WrestleMania. I literally like it's Hollywood 30 yeah. seconds ago. That's just what I was thinking. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they like, get Hollywood, you know, Miz is technically in a, he's a yep. Hollywood actor and blah, blah, blah. It doesn't so really have a feud or a match going on right now. Yeah. So, yep, absolutely. But, uh, but yeah, that's not the last time you'll see it. Of course. Cause you know, he has a match with, with Seth Rollins in the third hour or, uh, or, or to the end of the second hour, I should say, but we'll get to that uh, as we uh, follow along into the show. But we are now into hour number two, which was Cody Rhodes, the American Nightmare. He hits the ring and his music hits. Um, before Cody says anything, Paul Heyman interrupts via satellite. Paul Heyman, he's wearing the neck brace, freaking neck brace, Paul Heyman, that big ass neck brace because with his big ass neck and all that shit. <laughs> um, he's selling the stunner from from Owens uh, at the Elimination Chamber. Um, and pretty much payment is trying to do everything under the sun to get under Cody, to get into Cody's head. You know, he's mentioning about, you know, he talks the fantasy about, you know, you know, let's say if you do beat Cody or let's say if you do beat Roman Reigns, Cody, which you won't, but let's say if you do, you know, are you, are you ready for the sacrifices to do, you know, to host or to, to headline pay-per-views and, have meetings and promoting the company, et cetera, et cetera. Time away from your family and back on the road, 300 days a year. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, are you really ready for that? The, you know, the, the, all the sacrifices that the tribal chief has now done for over two plus years now and things like that, doing everything, you know, he's like, and then Paul Heyman makes a, he makes a comment. You know, he's (laughs) like, uh, what does he say? He's like, he's like, you know, Roman Reigns is a happily married man. 
He's like, and he slowly walks into the camera. He's like, but I'm not. And I'm like, <laughs> what is <laughs> yeah. I, again, I love the con. Listen, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that in a way to bash this segment. I actually enjoyed what this segment was. Again, it's nothing compared to what they did weeks ago when they first right. were, were back and forth, obviously, but this was simple yet effective. You know, I, I thought, I wish this could have gone a few more minutes honestly, because I thought I wanted to hear Cody Rhodes say a little bit more. Um, and it felt like it was kind of cut short and he kind of just delivered that final line, which I'll get to in just a second here. But yeah, Cody, Paul Heyman kind of taking shots at Bra- at Brandy Rhodes pretty much. And mm-hmm. of course, more shots towards his father, of course, as well. And he's like, your dreams, your WrestleMania dreams will become your own personal nightmare. And then Cody Rhodes, like, again, you know, Paul Heyman's just doing everything he can to get under or get into the head, I should say, of Cody Rhodes. But all this did was just piss Cody Rhodes off. And he's just Mm -hmm. like, and he sends a message to Roman. He's like, do not send this man back here again. And he's like, and, you know, he's like, and he always, and, you know, his line was like, you know, you know, my line to Paul Heyman is the same line I'm, I'm going to give to you, Roman. He's like, I, you know, and, and he speaks to everyone as well. I have to finish the story and he delivers that final line. And that was, and that was pretty much, pretty much it again, you know, simple yet effective line. I'd love the connection with Heyman and Cody again, nothing too crazy here, but again, I thought this was something that was simple yet effective. Um, You know, this is something, you know, I, I don't expect them, especially, you know, that we're still only six weeks out from, from WrestleMania to just go all out. And then all of a sudden, right. like you, you, you you put all of your chips into one basket and you're like oh shit we only we now only have we have four to five weeks still left and we don't <laughs> we just used our best type of our yeah. best type of uh segment that we just used and we still have all this time to build so I, I like you know it's like it's like a roller coaster right we talk about like a roller coaster of emotions mm-hmm. like not getting too high and not getting too low and and like let people like feel that roller coaster of emotions like oh snap like okay so this wasn't nothing too crazy but let's see what happens next week because obviously there's got to be something something big here right which i expect there to be you know i expect roman reigns and cody rhodes eventually to come face to face and tell a and tell a tremendous story face to face in the middle of the ring so again this was simple yet effective um cody rhodes again just a, a tremendous tremendous job on his part again um you know, nothing, nothing that stood out. But again, like I said, just it was it was straight to the point, simple, yet effective. And honestly, I, I have no problem with it, because, again, there's still six, six weeks left into this match mm-hmm. or leading up into this match at Mania. So uh, uh, and of course, of course, they have to do more, guys. Of course, I'm not saying that, you know, I'm not accepting the bare minimum here. But it's but like I said, we have six weeks left and I have all of the confidence and the benefit of the doubt. Like I always talk about wrestlers, giving them the benefit of the doubt that they're going to deliver. Um, so, you know, I'm just expecting a lot of, like I said, roller coaster of emotions with this, with the, um, with, with this whole storyline. I like the fact that they do involve dusty and his family. There's a lot of people that just don't like that aspect of it because they, mm-hmm. you know, they feel like it's repetitive. I can kind of see where they're coming from, but at the same time, I, to me, it's just the way that they're, the, the way that they're delivering everything to me has just been spot on. And the, from what they've been given, there's really nothing to, to complain here. And I, I don't think anything's really been, I, I want to say heavily repetitive here. I mean, yeah. Cause guys like the whole point of Cody Rhodes and this story is to, 
is to to do what his dad never did exactly. and that was to win a world championship guys so yes of course that's going to be the the, the whole spiel oh, with the Cody backstory in this, the, in, this, the, in this backstory yeah. with roman so yeah so people saying that like oh it's the same i hear this too brian as well it's the same promo it's the same spiel it's the same this i'm like guys well that's what the focal point of this story is <laughs> yeah the, again brian the shit that i fucking hear is just ridiculous but before we get again it's just fans today just drive me up a fucking wall it's just like we want this we we want this but we don't want this we wanted cody rhodes now he sucks get him off i want Sami Zayn. like guys like it's we the squirrel mentality like it's just like fans are so i uh, daniel daniel bryan said it well years ago people are just fucking fickle uh yeah but you know anyway before we get into our second match brian your thoughts uh on this segment uh, as a whole yeah i thought it was good um again doesn't doesn't really compare to what you know the the promo two weeks ago uh, absolutely but not no. good effective um yeah i liked it uh the only the only drawback i and, I just kind of noticed it last night. It, it, it more so what happened with Sammy than Cody, but I think they can run the risk of of doing this with Cody too. Cody too. Um, it just there. There's a sweet spot when you when you're playing like kind of the underdog sympathy card, right? And there, there's just I don't know. I, I just I hope they're not. They don't overplay it. Like, cause it, if they yeah, overplay no, I, the I sympathy that, yeah. card, like it, yeah. it just, oh, then it just becomes nauseating. Yeah. Um. I, I, that being said, I trust all these people involved, but again, they're given a script, and you know, we're we're talking about uh creative at WWE. So, um, that's the only thing I would just, you know, just I, I would hope WWE would be cautious about playing that sympathy card. Um too much but the segment was good Heyman delivered cody delivered well done yeah absolutely i mean you know yeah and and i understand uh before we get into the second match i mean listen i understand it being in a way where it's drawn out like i, I understand that aspect but again like to me i look at it in the way that i'm I'm taking it all in is the fact that, well, it's, it's part of the, it's part of the backstory with Cody Rhodes. Sure. Like he's, he's mentioned dusty guys, even during his whole feud with Seth Rollins. Yeah. That's, that's uh -huh. what this whole thing about Cody Rhodes has been about, you know, that's, I mean, that's you know, yeah. Since he came back to WWE, I mean, that's what, even before he got injured, that's what it's been about is about becoming the champion of wwe exactly now listen yeah. i understand it, it that it could lead to the fact oh, okay well like this is getting like like the sympathy card like you mentioned i can understand getting it to that point but to me it's nowhere near that at least as of right now it could mm -hmm. i'm not saying it can't but as of right now i cody rhodes like for what he's given he's delivering his bullet points beautifully and you know we talk about people turning chicken shit into chicken salad right and, you know, and Paul Heyman just being Paul, Paul freaking Heyman. I mean, this, again, guys, simple, but yet effective. And that was a and, really good line by Cody at the end, too. Like, when he looked into the camera and he's like, do not send this man again. Yeah, yeah. that was, and the way he delivered it. Yeah, yeah it was and really this, good. And, and, it's, and it's, it's, it's that as well, right? Because, you know, people, they just want to mention, like, him mentioning, like, finishing the story. Well, yet he's delivered many lines that has nothing mm -hmm. to do with him 
with his father. He's mentioned a bunch of lines that have nothing to do with his father at all. Yeah. So again, they want to focus on one thing, but they don't want to focus on every other the aspect whole story. of his of right. the whole. Yeah, exactly. And it's just it bothers the shit out of me because <laughs> like I don't know where people are coming from where it's already nauseating and it's already hitting that symphony card like you mentioned not mm-hmm. saying that it can't get to that point but the fact that we're already there it's just like it's like you know and to me brian it's it's the it's to me it's it's these people that still can't get over the fact that Sami Zayn. i think these are people that just wanted Sami Zayn to win the match honestly yeah uh, possibly yeah, just sure. they're not freaking over it well guys you know listen again and i've said this countless of times i like Sami Zayn. okay I'm happy for everything he's been given, okay? And he's deserved everything that he has been given. But guys, get the fuck over it. Like <laughs> Seriously, like get yeah. the fuck over it. Cody Rhodes, he's worked his freaking ass off. He's not been handed shit, okay? He's worked his freaking ass off. I understand him being in the Royal Rumble, you know, prior to the match happening and him entering a number 30. Trust me, I'm not, I am completely against it. And I did not like the fact that he was entered number 30. I get all of that stuff. But to tell me now that this dude is now being shoved down her throats and now he's this fucking golden boy, give me a fucking break. Yeah. I don't want to hear any of that shit because Cody Rhodes was never given, I shouldn't say was never given the time of day, but he was never looked upon as where he is now. And that no, is the fucking all. guy. So yep. I don't want to hear any of this shit. Like enough. It drives me up a wall and I want to fucking throw up. Like, <laughs> God almighty. No, With all that so being true. Said, yeah. He's he's not he's earned his spot here. He's not even uh, you know, we've mentioned even with the Rhodes name, he he was not given the Charlotte Flair treatment by any stretch of the imagination. Abs- absolutely. Oh. You said it you said it well, Brian, right there. Absolutely. With all that being said, let's get into this second match. <laughs> so we have Asuka versus Nikki Cross. Match time was nine minutes. So I'm thinking, oh, Asuka and Nikki Cross, that legit could be fun. Like, mm-hmm. le- like legit, it could be fun. I mean, Nikki Cross with this new psychotic type of character that's back now. And, you know, Asuka, she's just on a different freaking he- like different planet with this kind right. of character now. But obviously, this is, again, I hate the fact that we're doing Wrestler A and Wrestler B because, again, Nikki Cross, she's coming off of Elimination Chamber loss. She was the first one to eliminate it, even though I, I didn't mind the elimination because, you know, she got sent through a freaking Elimination Chamber pod. But again, you can't just have this girl just be taking losses and, and week after week after week. But, but anyway, I'll, I'll get more in depth as we get through this match. Um, Bell rings and Bianca Belair, your Raw Women's Champion, she hits the ring. Um, she's watching the match ringside. Asuka wins via an armbar submission. Um, so Asuka, man, just being booked so tremendously. Mm-hmm. Nikki Cross, of course, is another story. And we're we're gonna get more into Nikki Cross because she was in a backstage segment later on. We'll we'll talk about it when we get to it. Um, but yeah, Bianca and Asuka, they come face to face. You know, obviously, guys, if you guys remembered, you know, these two were were pretty much in that trio tandem with with Alexa bliss involving yep. the damage control spiel. Um, so, you know, these, you know, these, these two were pretty much, I guess you could say close friends, you know, for a good amount of time. And then all of a sudden, like Asuka starts spinning out this blue gunk or this mist. And like, she's like this psych. it's like, she's this psychotic freaking killer clown. I fucking yeah. love it. It's just such a- guys. This was such a cool visual. And then Bianca's face is like, what the 
fuck is this shit? This is not the the Oscar that I knew when I teamed with this freaking woman. What yeah. the fuck is this? Like, guys, like, and that's what I, I, I like, and I like where it's going because you know now Bianca's like her face tells it like, okay, this is not just the Oscar that. I was teaming with months ago. This is an entirely new fucking person that I'm dealing mm-hmm. with here. I mean, like, I, like Oscar, her, her face paint, her mannerisms, the, the, the mist, the blue gunk, and this killer like type of like, bro, she literally looks like a fucking killer clown that wants to eat my freaking face. Yeah, <laughs> it looks fucking epic. It looks freaking cool as shit. Like, dude, Oscar, I, I can go on and talk so much praise about Asuka. I'm just so happy for her that she's finally getting this type of treatment fucking finally. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and with this kind of character that she has been rocking with for Japan for years now, um, you know, and guys, we said this during the, uh, the elimination chamber review, her time is now. I love yeah. Bianca Belair. She has done wonders. She is hitting milestones and achievements like no other as, as the tremendous performer that she is, you know, being an, a, a, an African-American woman, she's hitting all these milestones being the first, you know, African-American to hit, uh, to have a long, to have a year long title reign or I believe or something like that. Um, just all these milestones that she's yeah. hitting in WWE and, and just, and well-deserved, you know, but sure. at the end of the day, uh, this is Oscar's time now. She has not been given. I understand, but James, she was given a title. What do you mean? And she was given this and that. Guys, bullshit. She was not given a goddamn thing when she got to this freaking main roster. She got a, a cute little, a cute little undefeated streak over in NXT, and then all of a sudden, you know, Miss Charlotte Flair happened, and she killed her freaking momentum, and she's never been the same since. Ever since then, guys. She has been booked like a fucking clown and she's been booked like a sideshow. Now, finally, finally, this woman is showing you how freaking epic and how captivating she could be. I mean, guys, you see the visual of the the mist and the and the laughing and the freaking face paint. I mean, this I mean, this girl is freak. I mean, it's cool as shit. Mm-hmm. And Bianca Belair's face tells the whole story like, okay, I got I, I don't know. I didn't realize what I'm getting myself into here. And again, it's I, I said it with Cody Rhodes and uh, and and Heyman, simple but yet effective. And you yep. keep building from here. And I, like I said, I I'm giving people like Bianca and Asuka. This is why I wanted, and I'm sure a lot of people also wanted this match between Asuka and Bianca Belair because we didn't get Bianca versus Rhea. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. this was the, this was Plan B, and now that we've gotten it. I'm willing to give it the benefit of the doubt and see where it goes. Absolutely. Shout out to Bianca Belair. <clears throat> Most importantly, shout out to Asuka because she is freaking killing it. And she is that freaking woman right now. And I couldn't be happy for her. So Ryan, the floor is yours. Take it away. Yeah. I thought it was an okay match. Uh, yeah. The best part was the ending when they, uh, you know, Bianca and, and Asuka came face to face. And yeah, even I have it here in my notes. Yeah, Asuka looked crazy as shit, man. And it was fantastic. Uh, it really was. Um, so, yeah, you know, heading into Mania, it, you know, it looks kind of like here, you know, in the next month or so. So next week, Oscar's uh, is going to fight Carmella. And look, I, I, pretty much she's going to have singles matches against everybody in the chamber that was in the chamber, I think, up until Mania, which... Okay, I mean, because there's some, you know, uh, you know, she's gonna fight Piper Niven or um, Raquel. I guess probably not Rhea. That would be the only one, maybe not. But 
I guess that's the route they're going to go and and continue to you know to book Asuka, you know, winning those matches and looking dominant as you should. Um, and yeah, I agree with what you said. You know, Bianca's been great, um, and she'll be there again. She she'll be in the title picture, but right now it's Asuka's time, and yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that. So um, yeah, we'll see where that goes. But yeah, I think she should be she should be going over on on Bel Air at Mania, no doubt. Yeah, like I said, it's her time, man. It yep. is her freaking time. Backstage segment with uh, Seth Rollins talking Logan Paul. He's like, I'm going to find Logan Paul, and I'm going to hurt Logan Paul. Uh, I guess, okay. Um, just, again, um, there's a million things I want to say about this, but I'm going to save it. But, yeah, just kind of just talking Logan Paul, talking and sending a message to The Miz. Um, mm. You know, The Miz was making, like, references like, oh, I molded Logan Paul to the performer that he is today because of all the talk he's His outstanding tutelage. <laughs> tutelage, right. The outstanding tutelage. There you yeah. go. Um, yeah, so just, you know, th- again, that lasted 60 seconds there. And then there was another back, like, about a 30-second batch stake segment with MVP as he sends a message to Brock Lesnar. Because, guys, guys, I'm not, I'm not bullshitting here. Omos... He says that Omos has a challenge for Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. What Guys, the fuck? I don't know if that's a troll. I don't know if WWE is trolling me. I don't. There's no guys. There's no way. There's no way they're being serious. Brian, are they serious? They, 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 they I think serious. so, man. I don't I think, think that, so. I, I find it hard to believe that they're actually being serious. If this match is legit, go, God, I'm laughing because <laughs> I don't want to. Because I don't. I'm I, not, know, I really I don't think they're being serious. I legit think they're trolling. There's no way that they sat at a fucking boardroom and said, Omos and Brock Lesnar, it's got to happen. I don't, I'm sorry. I don't believe yeah. it until I actually, until I actually see it, them in the ring at Mania, I'm like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it actually went through. So I don't know what to make of this. I don't like, I'm baffled. I'm just lost for words, but at the same time, I'm laughing because I feel like I'm just being trolled here. Mm-hmm. Um, before we get into our third match, Brian, your thoughts about this whole Seth Rollins, Logan Paul f- stuff and this this challenge with Omos uh, challenging Brock Lesnar to a match of Mania and this whole, both of this whole, whatever this nonsense is in this in this second hour. The four yeah. short man, take it away. Uh, yeah, for the Rollins-Logan uh, thing, look, I, I've... I've accepted it. It's going to be like, that's the match that's happening at Mania. And given what we've seen from Logan Paul and Seth Rollins in ring, it's going to be a good match. Now the storyline leading up to it and where they go afterwards, like I'm not really invested in it at all. I I couldn't care less. Um, But I think the match itself is going to be entertaining and, and that's the match we're going to see. I mean, that's, it's obvious. That's what they're, what they're shooting for. Um, oh Jesus! With the Omos MVP thing, this was my second thing here in the night. Where again, it was just like, what the fuck? Um, so here you have MVP starting out again, talking about Bobby Lashley, who Lashley's made it clear numerous times he doesn't want to be involved with MB, MVP, but yet MVP is still, you know, mentioning Lashley and and coming to Lashley's aid and whatever. But isn't isn't Lashley supposed to now be fighting Wyatt and that whole thing? And that that was never addressed. 
And then MVP. Yeah, I'll get I'll get to Bray and 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 Lashley once because Lashley was in a segment later in the third hour. But I'll get to him. But yeah, continue. Yeah. So again, it just seemed like there's there's all these things all over the place, and I don't know whether this match happens at Mania or not. I mean, I could completely see it happening again, maybe because Vince is back there. But I mean, I could think of a few people that I'd rather see Lesnar fight. But if you're talking about like, you know, I mean, Lashley is going to be tied up, right? Um, I don't know. I mean, we've seen Strowman and Lesnar. There's no other like beast of a guy. I mean, at Bronson Reed, you could throw in there, but he's just getting started. But yeah, this whole Omos thing out of nowhere against Lesnar. Yeah, what the fuck? I don't want to see that. Um, so yeah, just with Brock, Omos, MVP, and Lashley, and then how Wyatt is tying into Lashley, like all these things are just confusing as fuck right now. And it, not a whole lot is making sense about it. And we'll, again, we'll see Lashley later in the show. And it's just like, what, eh, what, what the fuck is this? Um, so yeah, not, I just, I wasn't a fan of it at all, man. Not at all. Yeah. Again, I don't know if I'm just being trolled or or what. Again, Logan, Paul right? Seth Rollins, it's like, at this point, man, I, I, I <laughs> people, I think at this point, people know how I feel about Seth and his character mm. and just how it's so confusing. Bobby Lashley, right. like, is the same way with going back and forth with Lesnar, them turning heel and face in the snap of a finger in the last 48 to, to 48 to 72 hours. Yeah. Um, just, yeah. And then again, again, I don't know. If they're just trolling me, if they're really trying to just piss me off, I I don't know what they're trying to do. But yeah, but I I legit agree with you, Brian. I can legit see Vince and Triple H and everyone in the board in a boardroom going, we got to we got to have it's Omos and Brock Lesnar. No, Triple H and Triple H is like, no, Vince, I don't think that's a good idea. Shut up, you doofus son-in-law. You're 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 fine. Where's my wife seeing you? <laughs> Absolutely. Man. Oh, I'm sorry, man. I'll, I'll do a better job. Shut up. Oh, you're I told you you're 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 fine. I can't do a good <laughs> that's that's the best Vince McMahon impression you're gonna get, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh man, okay. Man, I yep. told you, man. This 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 show's called Ruthless Talk for a reason. You know, we we get freaking loud, we get amplified to the core, and we have <laughs> we have fun, you know. What I'm saying we have fun on right on. No All doubt. right, third match, Seth Rollins versus the Miz. Uh, match time was 11 minutes. Um, can I just say this this one thing before I get into this match? Kevin Patrick it. is fucking awful. <laughs> I, I mean, God, that's what I legit have. I, I wrote the first thing on my notes. Kevin Patrick is fucking awful. Like, what the f- what in the actual fuck does w- is WWE thinking continuing to have this guy? On on commentary, guys, we went from freaking Bobby the Brain Heenan, Vince McMahon when he was on commentary back in the day, Jim Ross, Jerry the King Lawler, mm-hmm. freaking hell, hell. I'll put Michael Cole and like JBL in there. I thought that was always a great a great tandem on SmackDown. To Kevin Patrick, to where like bro, like the first the first like five seconds of the show when he introduces the show, you're already half asleep. <laughs> because this dude is so he's so bad now as a as a backstage interviewer i think he's fine i think that's where he's best suited 
but get this fucking guy off of commentary. He is so bad. I don't want to hear him anymore. Uh, imagine <laughs> like, guys, this is what we're going to get for the next 10 years. You're going to get an epic freaking moment in this company. And you're going to hear this fucking schmuck on commentary with this weird freaking accent and his low pitch tone of a voice. And that gets nobody excited. Like we went from Jim Ross about freaking, I mean, Brian, you, I mean, you know, Jim Ross and freaking Stone Cold, Stone Cold, Stone Cold, Stone Cold <laughs> to freaking Kevin Patrick. Oh, welcome everyone to Monday Night Raw. We have a great show for you today. Dude, oh, <laughs> oh my God. I I just, again, guys, I have to mention this. Stuff. Yeah, I, you know, I kind of tune him out sometimes. I, I just, yeah. I mean, guys, commentary is important. Like, that's what, mm -hmm. like, Corey Graves has to freaking carry the freaking load. Guys, Corey Graves is freaking amazing. I, I, I have all the praise in the world for Corey Graves. I know he's also mentioned, too, that he wants to get back in the ring. He's yeah. mentioned that he's cleared. Uh, but even as a commentator, like, this dude is is tremendous. Like, he really is. Like, now, obviously, he says things that obviously that are, like, you know, I mean, obviously, for what he's given, it's like, okay, like, you know, and he says things like, you know, he said things on in his in his podcast and he said things off of off of WWE TV that I don't necessarily agree with. But but as the commentator, like he does a tremendous job and he has to carry this freaking load. And I feel bad for him because Kevin Patrick is like this freaking anchor that's just weighing this dude down. And it's just like it's like I can't like freaking I love when like Graves like freaking like goes goes off about his freaking hot wife and Carmella and then like freaking talking about, you know, freaking uh, praising people like theory and people like freaking uh, uh, freaking who else like Chelsea or not Chelsea green, but other, but other like heel uh, wrestlers. And, and yeah, like, it's, like, I think it's freaking hilarious, man. He like him and Byron Saxton, right. That was a dude. They had such good chemistry, but yeah. let's take Byron Saxton to backstage and put Kevin Patrick to to commentary when you know that these two have the best chemistry out of any other tandem i mean i guess if you want to throw pat mcafee and michael cole because they have that good connection too they're, they do they're, they, yep. they've mentioned that they're good friends now and they you know they they talk all the time and whatever but byron saxton and Corey graves i mean guys just look up literally just google on youtube guys or google yeah just look up on youtube whatever Corey graves and byron saxton how Corey graves would always just just do these small like these small little remarks or these insults to Byron Saxon on it. It's freaking hilarious. Yeah. Byron Saxon yeah. and his freaking, his responses are freaking funny. Like I just, I don't understand how you fuck that up. But anyway, <laughs> I'm going off topic, but move, move, moving along here. Um, Seth Rollins wins with not one, not two, but three curb stomps and the ref stops the match and <laughs> right. Seth Rollins wins this match. I got extreme freaking deja vu from the Hell in a Cell match with with the Fiend. I don't know if you remember that Fiend versus Seth Rollins Hell in a Cell match from 2019, Brian. No, Cuz that even remember shit it. was fucking I mean guys, they literally had the they there was a segment and I understand what they were doing, right? They had Seth Rollins like like it's it's like uh um it's it's like any type of horror movie when like you're you're battling a monster like a horror character and you beat them so bad so down but they keep getting back uh, up. I do remember? Yeah, 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 I yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Is it ringing yep. a bell now, Brian? Yeah, yeah. And, like they would like Seth would just like he would throw like all these weapons and equipment onto onto Bray and he keeps getting back up to the point where the ref just calls for the bell and I'm like, 
I'm like, bro, it's hell in a cell. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> you're, you're calling for the bell on a guy that has the, that has supernatural powers. And this right. guy just attacks Seth Rollins after the match anyway. And it diminished Bray like a fucking idiot. Yeah. And it's just like, it's like, <laughs> like, like guys, it's hell in a cell. Like, like, like there's rules in hell now. Like what the fuck? <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know. But just that I just got major deja vu with, Rollins hitting stop after stop after stop onto Miz, but um, look, but again, outside of that, it's just I'm just again, I'm just going off topic here. But anyway, uh, again, this match was what it was. The Miz, uh, I mean, listen, a decent 11 minute match for what it was, I guess. You know, I mean, listen, I always, I always talk about how good of a performer Seth Rollins is. I know that that freaking song, everybody still loves that song. Um, yeah. <laughs> Um, again, I just don't, I just can't get behind Seth and what he's doing because guys, I don't know what the guy is. I don't know if he's a heel. I don't know. He's a face. The guy legit plays a freaking joker on the freaking, uh, 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 what do you call it? The, the WrestleMania trailer trailer for this year's WrestleMania. Cause it's Hollywood. Like right. he's legit playing a, like a freaking, a horror fictional character. Like what, like, but he's a baby face. Like, again, that's just so fucking confusing to me. And it's it's just like I just can't I just can't defend it I, I just because now because now he's in this situation with Logan Paul because Logan Paul is what is is Logan Paul gonna be the heel now it is but he was just a heel against Roman Reigns but yet now Seth Rollins is a baby face does he now just turn freaking heel out of the blue this guy uh, guys guys this is why I can't get on board with this nor do I care because they're not giving me a reason to. Oh, but the match is going to be great. Oh, well, freaking golf clap. Like, fantastic. Yeah. I can go to a local bingo hall right now and go see a great freaking match, the same type of match Logan Paul and Seth Rollins would have. Doesn't mean a goddamn thing, but people are just going to bust a load and whatever about this freaking about this <laughs> match. So I, I don't know. But um, before we get into uh, – actually, there's one more segment before we get into hour number three. But before we get into that, Brian, your thoughts with uh, – with this, with this match with Seth and the Miz, before we get into uh, this, uh, into or, or closer to our number three, I should say, the floor is yours. I'll keep this short. Yeah, I mean, I the match. I mean, it's Rollins and and uh, the Miz. Of course, they're gonna you know perform, you know, put on a good match. But storyline wise, and and whatever, like, yeah, I, I don't care. Um, you know, it was just a, a match in the middle of the Raw and. Rollins is going one way, Miz is going the other. So, you know, it was what it was. And we even move on. <laughs> move on. Yep. That's that's legit. Yeah. Here I am just spewing about <laughs> about like, oh, like, you know, I mean, guys, because I said when I when I put my mind to something, I just and I talk pro wrestling, I just go sometimes I just go off the rails and then Brian's just like, oh, whatever, just straight to the point, which it honestly should be because there's really nothing to honestly talk about. But Yeah, I mean, Brian's just with this it, match, like, I don't it, know. Yeah, just, just keeping it short and simple. As three three curb be. stomps. I three mean, curb stomps, and yeah, and then the match just stops, and then the segment just abruptly ends. So, yeah, yeah. again, really nothing much to, to really say. Again, no Logan Paul, which I'm kind of disappointed because Logan Paul was um, at Elimination Chamber right. in, in, <clears throat> in Montreal, so you would think he would have been at the – the raw after cha after the elimination chamber, but I I don't know. I guess yeah, Brian, what do we know? We're just freaking podcasters. Know, it's right? not like we know this <laughs> shit. You know what I'm saying? We're you know we're just you know we're just a bunch of schmucks. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. But, uh, anyway, um, next segment was uh, <laughs> I freaking love this. 
Chelsea Green, uh, or uh, Adam Pierce was was backstage. He gets a phone call, and it's Chelsea Green. Uh, she uh, to insult. She insults WWE <laughs> and talent relations. Like she's in the wrong city. I think she was in she was in Chicago <laughs> or something. No, she was uh, or in Illinois, the state of Illinois, right? Well, but what city in, were they in for the Elimination Chamber? Was it? It was in Mont. Well, it was Montreal, right? It was Montreal. It was okay. Montreal, but it was yeah. I think she called. She was in some city. I. It had, from what I remember seeing, it was or hearing, it was in the state of Illinois. Maybe not yeah. Chicago, but somewhere in the the state of Illinois. No, and I want to say she said something like it was like, oh, I thought you said it was like Ottawa, Illinois, like a Canadian city, Ottawa, yeah, yeah. Illinois. And so I'm in Ottawa, Illinois, not Ottawa, Canada. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Guys, this, I, I'm gonna let Brian. Uh, uh, I'm gonna let Brian uh, explain his thoughts first before I get into this, but before, uh, but before I want to uh, finish this segment here, but. Yeah, Adam Pierce is funny. Again, the chemistry between these two is just mm. so freaking awesome. This this character has so much potential. It's not even funny. Um, <laughs> Adam Pierce is like he's just he's just so over Chelsea and her antics at this point. And it's like oh, it's like a breaking up. It must be the connection here in in, in Canada. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry, I can't. I'll, I'll get you back to you. And it's just like, and well, it's just like she's still talking and like talking over him on the phone. Guys, I just – it's little thing. Guys, I'd rather see that legit for maybe 60 to 90 seconds than a freaking Dolph Ziggler and a Mustafa Ali match. That's all I'm going to oh, say. Oh, yeah. Ryan, uh, before, before I get more into this, before I get into the third hour, because there is some stuff I want to say more about this, but I'll let you uh, I'll let you start off first. The floor is yours before we get into this third hour. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, like you said, the, the chemistry between Pierce and um, uh, Chelsea, I, I think, is good. And – you know, yeah, so it's it's been, you know, three weeks to a month now uh, that we've seen Chelsea kind of in this. Um, and I'm liking it. I'm digging it. But at, at the same time, I think now you got to kind of step it up a little bit. Like she's, she bit, well, I mean, she had the like little five second thing at the Rumble. And then what if she had two squash matches, maybe? Um, so yeah, I think you got to start getting much, her. Yeah, she she lost to Asuka and she lost to... Uh... Uh, who did she? Yeah, she lost to Oscar. There was the Rumble. Raquel, maybe. Uh, I don't know. No, not like... no. Oh, no, it was it, it was a tag match with her and Deville against Raquel and Liv Morgan. And that was uh, yeah. on SmackDown. Yeah, yeah. But other than so, that, yeah, those were the only matches. Plus, of course, the Royal Rumble. Of course, when she when she uh, debuted, of course. So. Right. Um. So yeah, you know, I'm I'm liking you know, like I said when she you know when it first came out, like it's going to be a character that. I hate it so much. I love it. And, you know, yeah, that's so far. That's what it is. Um, I'm just ready to see her now, you know, get, get into the ring a little bit more and not, you know, while the storyline, you know, or the interaction between her and Pierce is good. You got to get her start, you know, being involved with the female wrestlers. Um, so yeah, I'm looking to forward to that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, I, I get that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, I, I like what I like the you know like the character, like the interaction with Pierce, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's funny. This also came up to my mind. Like, obviously, she's always going up to to WWE and management. I would love for her to be in a segment with Triple H. That shit would be so freaking yeah. funny if you want to act like she doesn't know. Like up to Triple H. Yeah, absolutely. Because Triple H, like, listen, I I know I've said on this platform what I think about Triple H, the 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 business owner and all that stuff, but. The performer Triple H, I mean, guys, I grew up watching the dude. The guy is freaking tremendous. He's the cerebral assassin, the king of kings, right? All that stuff. But 
he, this and dude also knows some, how he to also put on do a, some funny shit. He, he knows yep. exactly. He knows how to do some funny shit. You yep. put him and Chelsea Green <laughs> in a fucking segment. That is comedic freaking gold. Yeah, absolutely. That yep. would be freaking awesome. But yeah, no, definitely, Brian. I think uh, eventually um, it, it would be, you know, would be nice to see get the ball rolling with her in some type of a of a feud with one of the female talents, no doubt. Yeah. And I think I think maybe what they're doing is that I think they want to continue to to um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like Bray Wyatt, for example, when he did the Firefly Funhouse uh stuff when he first he, he was just doing like week week to week episodes like building up mm. the character and what the character is about and like sure. i think that that's pretty much what they're doing with chelsea green is like continuing to build and then maybe after maybe after or maybe it is to mania maybe she, she does get something at mania or yeah. maybe it's the raw after wrestlemania is maybe when she the, the feuds start kicking into high gear but yeah uh, i don't like I, I like the fact that they're not rushing into anything like she's putting on great freaking segments that does no harm no foul in a three-hour show Mm -hmm. um no doubt no doubt it it definitely needs to kick up a notch no doubt but i think right now the pace of it right now and because you know you don't want to rush into anything like too crazy oh for Uh, sure definitely but definitely the goal is to definitely get a a feud um or get get her involved in a feud at some point but Mm -hmm. I, i definitely think that's the the goal for her or i think that that's what wwe i'm sure is going to do uh, for her and and uh, for the foreseeable future, but for now, man, I at least as of right now, I love what they're doing with her. I, I really do. Like she's yeah. she, she's the she's the bright spot of a in a sixty to ninety second freaking uh, segment on a three hour show. Again, that does no harm, no foul, and and I'm I'm all bored for it, man. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, like I said, freaking again, shout out to Chelsea Green. This girl is freaking. She's making this character just freaking gold and and, uh, yeah. and deserves all the kudos in the world all right we go into our number three we go into the uh a ding dong hello the <laughs> ding dong hello show um the, with your host of course i mean if shocker it yeah it's bailey <laughs> <laughs> bailey's ding dong hello show uh special guests were uh her own tag partners uh in damage control that is dakota kai and eo sky um, she talks, they talk about dominating pretty much the tag division and like how they're tag champs and blah, 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 pretty much, mm-hmm. you know, I guess, you know, I get, I mean, you can hear the crowd too. I mean, you know, Ontario was not even like bothering to give a shit about what it, that's kind of sad too. And that, but that's the thing. That's the definition or the, the women's tag division in a nutshell, nobody right. gives a shit. And it's Dakota Kai and EO sky who are two very talented freaking women. Mm-hmm. So that's a shame, but business picked up as uh, as Becky Lynch hit the ring, and guys, legit, she literally challenges, or she's like, you know what? I think it's time for me to challenge, or to take on the, those, or take on for those women's tag titles. And I'm thinking this is for WrestleMania, and and we're gonna get into what they have planned uh, for these tag titles in just a second here. So yeah, she, like she legit Becky Lynch, she's on the microphone, she gets the ring, and she literally calls out. Uh, Dakota and EO in, in uh, challenging them for the tag championships. And Bailey's funny. She's like, with who? You have no friends. <laughs> I can't freaking Bailey's just funny. And uh and, and Becky's like, yeah, well, about that. And Lita's music hits. Lita's mm-hmm. music hits. 
she comes they come face to face with damage control again bailey's just freaking funny and she again bailey is just a freaking gem i don't think she gets talked about enough at all brian i mean this girl is so funny she's like if you're gonna interrupt my show use the door (laughs) it was that was the best part yeah i just it's again bro she's just so freaking funny i love this heel character it's just yeah just it's uh, again i i talk about wrestlers evolving i mean unless i had nothing i had no problem with the hugger character what she was you know fans were behind that but obviously she needed something a little bit more Mm -hmm. and this this new side of bailey that she's been rocking with now, I want to say for three years, three plus years now, she has been doing a tremendous job. And and it's yeah. and it just sucks that ever since she's been with damage control, she's never she wasn't in that same type of momentum or in that same type of, you know, again, what's the word I'm looking for? Like that investment, right? That that yeah. fans had for her when she was in the Thunderdome, when she was a double champ and all that stuff, right? Right. Um, but still, you know, ba- Bailey for what she's been given, she's just freaking hitting home runs and grand slams. And yeah, the, so Becky and Lita are, are standing in the middle of the ring and they legit, you know, they challenge, um, they, they, they issue a challenge to Dakota and EO for those women's tag titles. And they like, oh, unless you're scared and they play like, you know, I actually, they actually, the, I might be in the minority to this, but Becky and, and Lita, their chemistry with one another it's it's actually I actually dig it a lot. I mean, they had a tremendous match together mm-hmm. uh, just last year, so it kind of doesn't shock me. I mean, guys, Becky Lynch and Lita, holy shit! <laughs> it didn't even honestly. I'll, I'll, I'll get to my. I'll, I'll get to. I'll get to more of this segment because Brian, I'm gonna have you start with with your thoughts on on this segment first. But um, but yeah, so they they uh, so they. They pretty much, you know, Dakota and EO want no part of uh, of Becky and Lita as they're challenging them for the tag championships. But Becky Lynch makes the decision for them. And she's like, you know, we accept. And uh, and Dakota and EO are looking like, um, I'm sorry, what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> right. And um, yeah, and they pretty much, they they uh, they grab the titles around the waist from Dakota and EO and they're just gloating for the titles. So that, the way the, se- okay, so here, the segment was done very weird, just holding, just just grabbing their titles from their freaking waist, and just Dakota and Eeyore just standing there. Again, I just I don't right. Sometimes the way they do segments is weird, but I have a different perspective about at least where this situation is going. But um, Brian, I'm gonna have you start with you your thoughts on this this segment, and uh, what what are your thoughts with Becky and Lita and this? this dream team that got going on now, because that's pretty much what it is. I mean, Becky Lynch, who's one of your big stars mm-hmm. of today versus the one of the greatest women's wrestlers in the past. I mean, clearly there's some intrigue there, but obviously it, it could definitely go in different directions. But uh, but again, your thoughts, Brian, of where you you think this can go and and, uh, and are you invested at all in this or, or not? The floor is yours. Take it away. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Um, I'm still kind of... So Lita, you know, as far as female wrestlers, I mean, she, for me, um, and there's been a couple, you know, that have come up, you know, come across in the year since Lita, but I would still say Lita's my my favorite female wrestler, um, maybe ever. Uh, but with it, like, I'm not, I'm not a fan of putting any sort of title on a part time wrestler. Do I think Lita's going to be there for, you know, have a year run or something? Mm, I, I don't know about that. 
but at the same time, um, you know, like you said, this women's tag division has just kind of been lackluster. And it's a shame, you know, that, you know, this title run with Dakota and uh, EO has kind of played out the way it has. Um, so, I mean, do I have a, I don't have an issue with them, like losing the titles. I, I'm still up in there. I don't know. I'm on the fence about uh, Becky and Lita. I mean, I, you know, again, I, I like the, the pairing short term. Um, but I don't know what this does overall for any of the four involved. Like if you're gonna, uh, I don't know. Um, go ahead. Yeah. So it's it, cause I, cause I was, th- cause I w- I'm in the same boat as you. It, well, the first thing I thought, right. Was, um, was like, okay, wait, why are we involving Lita? If like, we're, we're having L- Lita going after a, a, a women's tag championship. Like what, what are mm-hmm. we doing? That was my first thoughts. Right. But the more yeah. I'm thinking about it, I'm like, again, Becky and Lita as a team at WrestleMania, like oh yeah, it's it's gonna be funny for sure. That's that's something like that actually is legit badass as a team. Like, listen, the women's tag division, it it is what it is. Yeah, I I I mean, we we've spoken about this tag division many times Mm -hmm. and just how irrelevant it is. But listen, here's where I'm pretty sure they're going to go with this, and and it's a shame, but. There's there's several ways I think they're gonna go with this because guys, uh, they have announced that they are going to do Becky Lynch and Lita versus Damage Control next week. That title match is going to be next week. That has been announced. And guys, which was also interesting is that Trish Stratus was was supposed to be a part of this segment. She was backstage uh, last night. Was she, she? Was backstage? Okay. She was backstage in in Brooklyn on Monday Night Raw. Uh, uh, plans were changed and she was backstage again last night plans were changed there was rumors that huh. they just they decided to to go ahead and change the plans at the last second there was another uh rumor as well saying that it was a family emergency so she had to leave the arena or something like that again this is just what i'm hearing um but pretty much she was written off of the of the segment gotcha. so there's reason there's ways where i think where this could go and again, it's not it's not whether I agree with it or not. I'm just thinking I'm pretty uh, speaking hypothetically of where it's going to go. This is either going to be and it's a shame because, you know, damage control. I want to see damage control be relevant. But don't be shocked, Brian, if Becky Lynch and Lita win these tag championships next week. Oh, no, no, I won't. Yeah, because, no, I won't be at all. because yep. you know who's going to wait for them at WrestleMania. Do you want do, do you do you know who it is? I'm going to say you're talking about a, a rematch with damage control or. Well, that that could happen, yes. But another is Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. Because now they Uh, have turned back at the joint of the hip. You see where I'm going with this now? Yeah, yeah. So there's a chance where they can go, they could take the straps off of Becky and Lita and have Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. Now they're back at the hip to one another. Yeah. And challenge those two at a match at Mania. Or, or... Trish Stratus does get involved. Let's say uh, Bailey gets involved and she forces a DQ. Finally, Trish Stratus gets involved and you mm-hmm. set up that six woman tag that we originally thought of for WrestleMania. Right. I'd and like it to go that. Trish I'd rather Stratus, see the six six woman tag. Yeah, and let's say if if they decide to go Becky and Lita versus Ronda and Shayna, there's also ways that you can know, and because I know what people are thinking. Well, what does that leave for Bailey and damage control? You, well, you can still involve Trish 
against Bailey in mm-hmm. a one-on-one match. Like Trish yeah. and Bailey in a 10 to 15 minute match. That does no harm, no foul to anybody. Plus, that would be freaking awesome. Like, yeah, let's freaking go. I'm down to see that too. Um, and and you know, and listen, I don't want to be hypocritical either because I I talked about titles being hot potatoed, and that's pretty much to me where this is gonna go. And it's just, you know, but again, it's just, you know, WWE's their hands are tied. You know, I mean, this is where they put themselves into a hole where they've built up Rhonda and Shayna now because now mm-hmm. Rhonda's back they're they want to give I'm sure Rhonda a big a big match at Mania ex- sure. especially now being with Shayna they're a tag they're pretty much a team now and you know but they can't have Dakota and EO face them because they're heels so let's just form a big dream team that even though they're not <laughs> legit a tag team but right. they're still a team where you in the back of your mind thinking dude this is like this this team is badass, like Becky yeah, Lynch and Lita, which sure. again I can get on board with because, you know, it's not like a long term type of type of deal here, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I'm I'm with you regardless of how I feel about it. Um, I'm I have I've mixed feelings. Yeah, there's me mixed too. feelings for sure. Um, because again, I think I ultimately, wanna... go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Ultimately, I, I would hope it worked out to where there's, you know, it, it's Trish, Lita, and Becky against Damage Control and and Bailey, or if you yeah, want to and consider. again, that that's probably that's the what, ideal. That's yeah. probably what the ideal situation probably could be, um, right? You know, unless they maybe do something with Shayna or Shayna and Ronda yeah. against one another. Um, you know, just again, just a lot of options, but I mean, whether it's mm-hmm. good or bad. Um, but yeah, I, I think that it's de- definitely it's uh, awesome. the safer route. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The safer route is, is definitely the six woman tag. Yeah. Right. For sure. Because again, you don't want to just flip flop those titles back and forth. Mm-hmm. You know, I, again, I, I spoke about the United States title and the TNT title over at AEW. So I have to be fair in regards to the women's tag titles, but again, but there's also positives in this because Becky yeah. and Lita, I mean, listen, like, you know, we've always talked about what are the plans for Bailey? What are the plans for, for Becky Lynch? You put them with Lita and involve them with Trish and all that. Like, again, I spoke this about it weeks ago. I'm freaking on, I'm freaking on board if, if you sure. do it properly. So, yep. so again, I, I'm on the fence about it. Again, I'll give it a chance. Like I always give w- when it comes to any company or any feud, I'll give it a chance, but um, I'm definitely intrigued to see def because I there's there's definitely a good connection between Becky and Lita. Like they they mm-hmm. seem to gel well with one another. You, they they spoke like back and forth. You can tell that they feel comfortable together with one another. So there yeah. is the positive light in that aspect. Um, and there's intrigue to see those two who were bitter enemies last year, and now here they are <laughs> chasing after tag titles. But yeah, definitely my first reaction was why are we why are we having Lita going after tag titles? But at the same time, there's still I, I talked about Sammy and Kevin Owens where it could work, but you've got to sure, do it properly. Sure. You can't just have this go off the rails and be like, okay, what the what the hell are we doing? So yeah. Uh before we get into this next uh this next match, uh, Brian, do you if, if if you have any final thoughts about this whole situation with Becky, Lita, and damage control at all? No, just uh yeah, I'm I'm kind of 
just waiting to see, man. You know, like I said, I, I'm 50-50. It's a toss-up. I see some positive angles that could go. Um, and I, I wouldn't say I, I see any, you know, just outright awful, you know, but it's yeah. it's just it's kind of a wait and see for me. Yeah, it's it's a it's a, it's a weird situation. And right. It's just, it's just you know this is where WWE put themselves in, and it's just we just have to just kind of just hope for the best, pretty much yeah. in the situation. But again, I'll give it a chance, and it's intriguing. There's potential, so we'll we'll see where it goes. So. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on into our number three, Chad Gable versus Bronson Reed. Uh, match time was under four minutes. Uh, Maxine Dupree standing by with Otis. Otis getting distracted. I mean, I don't blame him. It's Maxine Dupree. And I mean, if I, if I, guys, if I'm in the middle of a match and I see Max Dupree in the corner of my eye that's watching me, I'm going to be heavily distracted. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously we know the situation that you know she's trying to recruit otis to the maximum male models uh gable delivered a german suplex to reed which was like supposed to be this big moment but yet the camera just cuts immediately to otis and maxine that kind of put a damper on the moment yeah um but um yeah so reed wins this match you know uh, gable's getting distracted because he's talking because otis is talking to uh maxine um and yeah, Bronson Reed wins this match via his tsunami from the top rope. I always feel bad for people ha- that have to kind of take that freaking yeah. <laughs> that freaking move because it's like it's this this behemoth of a man just literally <laughs> jumping almost ten to twelve feet in the air onto your ass. Like again, yeah. I just feel so bad for those people. But anyway, yeah, um, I- I'm gonna have you start with this, Brian. Your your thoughts on this match before we uh, before we move on into this third hour here. Uh, but yeah, my thoughts on the match are kind of just going back to what I said maybe a week or two ago, um, you know, that Maxine, I guess, is, still, you know, the next couple weeks, there's going to be distractions and, and you know, her trying to get Otis over to the Maximum Male Models, and that's going to cause strife with Alpha Academy. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I think that's kind of a toss-up storyline they, they got going there, too, where I'm just... I mean, I could see, uh, I guess, Gable, you know, just getting fed up to the point where, okay, you know, we're breaking up and then Otis goes over to the Maximum Male Models, which, again, I think has the potential to, you know, to deliver comedically. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Bronson Reed, I think they're just going to kind of, for the next, you know, leading up to Mania, kind of put him in matches where... You know, I wouldn't say Gable's a squash match, and it, it definitely wasn't. I mean, Gable's a former, you know, a, a formidable competitor. Um, so I think they're going to try to to build Bronson here a little bit. Um, interested to see where that goes, but I'm just not too sure right now. And yeah, with the with the two tag teams, um, Alpha Academy and Maximum Male Models. I mean, that's there's a, I mean, that's the feud there that eventually like they're going to have a match, I guess maybe at mania or leading up to it. Um, so yeah, uh, we'll see where that goes. Um, again, it's one of those things where, um, uh, not completely sold, but there could be some positives in it too. So I'm not, not down on it either. I just kind of don't really know right yet. Yeah. It's, um, <laughs> Here's the thing, like I'm just happy that the freaking Alpha Academy is getting something because I mentioned yeah. this before. Like all they do is just job out to all 
these other wrestlers who are involved in other feuds. So it's, mm-hmm. it's, I'm just, I and I spoke about this last week. Like they're finally in something that actually has potential to be comedic type of gold. I mean, we know right. how funny Otis is. The guy's just a gem. I've spoken about that many a times. And Chad Gable, guys, Chad Gable is legit right now. Like he is legit as of today, one of the best wrestlers today. Mm-hmm. Like guys, that's not even my opinion. That is a legit fact. Like this dude is freaking awesome. He, leg- he really is. And I, I just hope that, and I, and I, st- and I said this last week, I really don't, I really find it hard to believe that they're actually going to have Otis be with the maximum male models. Like, I, I don't, I just, the, the connection and the, the connection and, and, and the, the way the fans just like, they're always in entertaining shit all the time. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's just I hate to think that WWE, because clearly they, they they pride or they you know they rely on them for delivering those comedic type of segments. So I find it hard to believe that they're just gonna just give that up, or just tear them up just completely. I I don't know, um, but I mean, look, maybe I, I don't know, or maybe listen, listen, if if that is the case, you know, maybe this whole thing with Chad Gable, maybe this this whole alpha Academy thing has benefited Chad Gable. Maybe he's just ready to just be on his own now. Yeah, Same is sure. for, for Otis. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I know for a fact, man, that these two, especially as a team, man, and, and like they, they just gel so well together. They are freaking hilarious and they could be doing so much more for your company. You know what I mean? It's, you know, so, Again, good for Bronson Reed. I don't know what they're really doing with Bronson Reed. Yes, he's winning a lot of matches, but yeah. he's technically not in anything. He's just, he's. Just, I mean, he beat Dolph Ziggler and Ali, and now he's in this situation with with Chad Gable and the Maxim. Like, they're just, he's just there. Like, he's yeah. not, like, he's picking up W's, but it, to me, there's really no long-term plan for him. So, right. I, I don't know. Um Again, I, I I like the fact. Again, I'm I'm just ha- happy with the fact that Alpha Academy is finally in a freaking feud, <laughs> and they actually are involved in something, and they're not just jobbing out. Well, technically, I mean, Chad Gable lost this match in under four minutes, which, again, I I understand it's Bronson Reed guys, and he's twice his size. I get it, but it's Chad freaking Gable. Like, like, like what? I I just I I don't know, man. It's just. I don't like this dude always just losing in under four minutes and three minutes all the time. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, it's, it's just like, there's one thing to be a funny comedic character, but there's, but it's another thing to be the joke, right? right. To be the comedic, right. You know, to be the comedic joke. And to me, that's lately what Shad Gable and Otis have been. Mm-hmm. Honestly. Yes. They weren't, they were in a great, they were actually in a really entertaining segment with, uh, with Kurt Angle months ago with the whole milk bath and stuff. I mean, like I said, everything that they've been involved with in has been funny and has been entertaining, but. And Angle does have a, a Kurt Angle quality to his comedy. You know, the. Yeah. It, it's so similar. Yeah. The shush and the, and, and Kurt Angle with, Oh, it's true. It's true. It's just, yeah. It's a so, very yeah, maybe, similar type maybe of thing. They, maybe they realize that, you know, Chad Gable. Okay. Like he's, he, and he can wrestle. Found, like, he yeah. found himself, and now he's ready to go up on his own and away from this team. Mm-hmm. And like, and I think Otis is going to be. I think Otis. They they finally have given him his. Uh, I guess you want to say like his his personality back because before he was just like this grumpy freaking 
all, I'm serious all the time type of character. And now he's, you know, he, he's got that comedic personality again. And, you know, and maybe this will do wonders for, for him as well. And maybe one day he gets back to being on his own and maybe WWE writes their wrongs of what they did to him freaking years ago. So I don't know. Um, again, that's, I, I said it before with the, the last, uh, with the whole Becky Lynch and Lita thing, I'll, I'll give it a chance. There's, yeah. there's ways where it could go, it could go well. And there's ways where it can get, could just go completely down South. Yep. Um, and yeah. So, and again, like I said, it's WrestleMania too. So I'm sure every, you no know, WWE tries to find their hardest to, to try to get everyone involved in, in a WrestleMania type of feud or some type of segment or whatever. So mm-hmm. it's something I guess we got to see moving forward. So, all right. Um, final, final segment before we get to the main event. Uh, this was Elias. Elias hits the ring after commercial break. We come back from commercial um, he's calling out Boots, saying, you better take notes to this because this is how it's done. I guess because he's calling out somebody from the locker room. Guys, <laughs> Rick Boots is legit <laughs> taking, taking notes. notes backstage. Yeah, that, that was, that was kind of funny. I, I'll give it to... Bro, like, how many times have we heard that line? Like, hey, take notes, buddy, right? Yeah. And, like, But we actually never would see somebody actually, the person they're addressing it to, take notes right <laughs> like legit like legit like it's i thought that was hysterical boogs i spoke this about boogs about rick boogs as well like there's something about him as well that could work as well you know he's very he he's also entertaining he's got like there's something about him i understand he's just like some guitar player on crystal meth or something i don't know because like you know talking about he's booging out and all that stuff right but I don't know. To me, again, there's potential. Like, there's a lot of there's like again, it's a character, right? But then, you know, I always talk about people not just being a carbon copy of one another, mm-hmm. just being great wrestlers. Like, you get over at the other freaking company, aka AEW, right? But in but right now, and this is why Brian at the top of the show we mentioned there's a lot to 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 be invested in. Yeah, have, yeah. I mean, just small little like we talked about Alpha Academy. We're talking about rick boogs we're talking about lita and, and becky lynch as a team like mm-hmm. there's shit that could work and has potential yeah and, and this is why I'm, I'm giving i'll give wwe the benefit uh, or not the benefit of the doubt but give kudos to yeah. at least you know <clears throat> trying to get people invested mm-hmm. right and and obviously if it, i mean listen if it's just continues to be the same spiel and it's redundant then that's a different story but right but this whole segment, I just thought it got a crack out of me. I mean, this the segment was what it was as Elias uh, is calling out anyone to challenge him, I guess, to just some type of match or whatever. And Bobby Lashley's music hits and just destroys this motherfucker. Um, he uh, he hits Elias with a spear and he applies the hurt lock. And Lashley, um, he grabs the microphone. He says, everyone has a plan until they get put in that hurt lock or I put that hurt lock in. And he says, if any, it's like, if he's like, he says, if he's disrespected, he will put, he's like, if he gets disrespected anymore, he will put you down. Mm-hmm. And that's the end of the, uh, the segment. Now, um, Brian, I'm going to have you start because I know we mentioned Lashley and, and Wyatt, and I'm going to get to that, but I want to get your thoughts first about Lashley. Where do you think he he's going to go from here? Does he face Wyatt? Does he face somebody else? Um, yeah. What are your thoughts before we get to the main event? Your floor is yours. Bro, I have no clue. Um, again, this was another one of the things that I hated, and I was just like, "What the fuck?" 
Because, yeah, why why is Lashley responding to Elias and coming out there to, to fight him when, you know... To give I, Elias I think, TV time? <laughs> uh, yeah, so, like, yeah. you have the whole thing with, you know, Wyatt calling out the winner of the Lashley-Lesnar match, which was obviously uh, Lashley. So you've got that whole thing going on, but then he's coming out here to, uh, you know, to fight Elias. Meanwhile, MVP is still on the back calling on Omos to basically avenge Bobby Lashley against Brock Lesnar. It's just, it just seems all like a clusterfuck. I have no yeah, idea where, no, where Bobby Lashley no, it, is it going. Legit, it legit is, dude. Like, it's like, I, I'll, I'll be yeah. honest with you that too. It's like nothing makes sense and it, it's just a cluster. It's just a cluster. Like, yeah, I, I don't know if, if Lashley fights Wyatt. Um, I, I have no idea where Lashley is going at, at all. E- even with Wyatt, you know, obviously issuing the challenge. I don't know. Do we see that ma- at Mania? Uh, you know, there, there's still plenty of time for, uh, and you know, uh, Vince is famous for, uh, you know, last minute changes. So who the hell knows? But this was garbage, man. Like, again, what you're trying to, trying to do with Lashley, if you're going to get him involved with Bray, then okay, don't have him come out here and waste time with Elias and don't have MVP calling on Omos to avenge a loss to Brock. Like, it just, none of it made fucking sense. So, yeah, I was just not a fan of the segment at all. Yeah, the the purpose of this, honestly, guys, was, well, if you guys remember, Lashley got his ass kicked at Elimination Chamber. So now they're reminding you that Lashley is still the almighty and he's beating (laughs) the shit out of Elias. Guys, 50-50 booking. I can't freaking stand it. Bobby yeah. Lashley's booking since day one has been garbage. I've said yeah. that since for, for months now, and it still is. Like, guys, mm-hmm. it's Bobby freaking Lashley. I understand, like, he's he, he's he's not, like, a larger-than-life type of character. But, but guys, he could be a legit star in this company if, if you let him – if you give him good booking. You know what I mean? See, that's what with Lashley, I don't know, man. Like, I think he's had enough time in this business where I, I and I've always felt, and I'm I'm like one of the guys too. Like, I could say, like, with me, like, you know, charisma and whatever coming through the camera is not exactly my strong suit. Um, and I don't think it is for Lashley either. I think he's always struggled to find that connection with the crowd and the charisma. And yes, he looks great. Yes, he can yeah. be dominant, but. I, I I don't feel like he's ever had that connection with the crowd, and yeah, I, how far can you go with that? You know, well, it, it doesn't help when they turn him heel and face about. Uh, yeah, absolutely, times. right. That you know, doesn't help either. So it, it does. It doesn't it just help. Makes so it's it harder. Not like he's, right. It's not like he's getting any help. You know. It's, yeah. It's, it's, oh, agreed. It's a shame. And before we get into the main event, because I do want to get into this main event, this whole thing with Bray Wyatt and Lashley. You know, I spoke about it on on the Chamber review that it could work. Um, and I truly mean that because I I know Bray because I know I give Bray Wyatt the benefit of the doubt that he can carry that shit and he can elevate right. Bobby Lashley and he can he can show to to fans and remind fans that Bobby Lashley is is can still be a legit star. The problem is though, Brian, and the more I'm thinking about this is that yes, it's the safer route. Yes, it could work, but who goes over? Yeah, because right. Bray Wyatt can't lose this match to Lashley. Neither yeah, can Bobby Lashley. Right. So what the fuck do you do? Yeah. So the more, again, the more I'm thinking about it, I'm like, maybe this is 
it's probably not the best decision to do as personally as I think it could work, but it's, it, it's going to be really tricky to see how WWE, if this, if they do go on board with this, mm-hmm. how they're going to book it because neither one of these dude, these dudes can't afford to lose. And that's why I said, yeah, after the Elimination Chamber, like, I would have much preferred, if this is the route you're going, you know, I think um, Bray Wyatt and Lesnar would have been a better route to go. Because I think, I think, I think Lesnar could lose and still be. Exactly. You know who would have been another, another good option, the more I'm thinking about it, too? And this helped LA Knight is, uh, is Karrion Cross. Carrying oh, yeah, would be a, absolutely would be a huge would be a would be because taking a loss would not hurt him at all. Because again, carrying cross is still even to the eyes of casual fans, they don't know much about carrying right. cross. People only know him again from NXT. So if you can develop same goes for LA Knight, right? It's kind of mm-hmm. like you know, the same type of spiel here that we saw about LA Knight. Like LA Knight, that that feud with Bray did wonders for LA Knight. LA yeah, like LA Knight lost nothing in that match with Bray Wyatt. Absolutely nope. nothing. That did nothing but elevate him. He freaking killed that shit from start to finish. He killed that feud and he did his thing and it did nothing but elevate his game. You put Karrion Cross with Bray Wyatt and this guy can't afford a loss. So him taking a pinfall loss does mm-hmm. no harm, no foul because now for him is the next step because now, okay, he's been put on the map. They, we know how good Karrion Cross can be, yep. and now he's developed that connection with the crowd. Now it's to take Karrion Cross to that next level. But you got to give him that opportunity. Yeah. And to me, Karrion Cross makes much more sense for somebody to take a pinfall rather than Bobby Lashley, mm-hmm. who's gotten his ass kicked, who's been freaking heel and face about a gazillion times, and can't afford to lose. Yeah. So and I think it would work well too with Karrion Cross's kind of you know yeah. it's not supernatural but it's like a darker character. Dude, can you imagine the storyline? Yeah, oh I know. That's yep. That bro, oh my god, them in Scarlet, the freaking fight. Oh my god, dude. Yeah. Sorry, I'm I'm I'm, ner- I'm bring just, uh, Alexa I'm, Bliss back yeah. into the fold here and <laughs> yeah, Scar- yeah Sorry, just, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I might be geeking out here, so I apologize. No, that was, <laughs> I hadn't really thought about that one, but yeah, yeah that yeah. would be that'd be pretty pretty awesome. That's pretty dope, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But you know, but what do we know? You know, we're just <laughs> we're just podcasters. You know freaking Vince, you know, like, no, it's not like this, you know, it's not like the, this company, you know, listens to us fans anyway, but just, you know, just taking a shot at the dark. What can I say? All right, guys. So main event time. This was Austin theory versus edge. This was a United States open challenge. Um, so obviously theory laid down the challenge in the media. I guess you want to call it a media scrum or a post media thing, whatever, after the chamber. Right. Edge accepted the the challenge, and here we are. Um, match time was pretty much uh, it was a little over eight. It was over eighteen minutes. They they gave these these dudes a, a lot of time. Um, Edge was looking to hit the spear onto Theory when Finn Balor hits the apron uh, for the distraction. So just when Edge thought he was done with the Judgment Day, pop in is Finn is is here comes Finn Balor with this freaking uh, pantana under his neck and all that shit. But uh, yeah. So uh, Balor kicks Edge in the head, so the referee was distracted for a split second. I guess mm-hmm. with theory, uh, Balor kicks Edge in the head between the ring ropes, and uh, he hits the A Town down. 
or edge or excuse me theory hits the a town down to edge and wins this match post-match you know soon as that bell rings uh balor just assaults edge um and hits not one not two but three coupe de gras from the top rope onto edge and that was pretty much and that was your show monday night raw goes off the air with finn balor standing tall over edge mm-hmm. um i'm gonna have you uh brian start this off your thoughts on this main event um as we close this show out uh brian your thoughts on this main event and uh your thoughts of uh potentially it seems like what we're gonna get another edge versus finn balor match uh yeah. but your thoughts i'll 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 explain my thoughts, but Brian, I, I want to start with you. Your thoughts and on this this main event? Yeah, the match was okay. I mean, yeah, you know, both guys delivered. Um, as viewers probably could tell, you know, from previous podcasts, um, I'm not a huge fan of theory. It, but again, just storyline wise, where we where we just had you know Edge, just not even 48 hours prior, say you know he's done with judgment day and he's moving on to challenge theory and you have you have edge lose here in a well i mean he didn't lose cleanly but you know it wasn't like a dq finish or anything um and then just jump right back into a feud i guess with balor uh again i I just uh just storyline wise um I don't know. Um, sure, a, another Balor Edge match would be entertaining. Entertaining. Maybe you, you know, the Demon uh, Finn Balor is, you know, comes back for this one or whatever. Um, yeah, you know, I don't. I don't know. I, really, because again, there's there's a lot of avenues. There's a lot of questions that we still have. Is, you know, another one being is is Beth. You know, is she going to be involved here? Is she not? Um, so, yeah, I don't know. And then with Austin Theory, uh, yeah, I guess it, it looks like he's going to face Cena uh, at Mania. And I don't know. Uh, with that one, you know, because it, it, it looks like he's going to go into Mania as the champion, um, more than likely. So... I would hope they wouldn't put the title on on Cena, and maybe you just use that match to to they're really. Gonna, I don't see that happening. No. They're yeah. Not put the title on him. No. They're gonna have Theory go over. For, for, I would say. Um, uh, that's why I'm thinking. Not... Just try to 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 get his star, you know, yeah, rising just, there. Yeah, like, because I I listen. I think Theory is eventually going to lose that title, but look, I don't mind. And uh, I'll I'll get to my final thoughts and Brian, I'll come back to you because I do want to address this. It's first off with Finn and Edge, um, you know, my first thoughts were like, oh, why are we getting this again? We just like it feels like Edge and Judgment Day just like will not end. Yeah, (laughs) but but I'm also thinking because there's rumors, Brian, about the demon Mm -hmm. and Edge inside hell in a cell or some shit i mean you don't even need to give me hell in a cell but yeah. just the just the demon bringing back the freaking demon P- like please wwe <laughs> i've been waiting for freaking god knows how long for you to bring this alter ego of finn balor the demon back mm-hmm. for, I, I think the last time we saw it was i think he faced roman I think it was that Extreme Rules pay-per-view I think about a year or two ago or something. Yeah, maybe something um, like that. And that was the last time we saw it. 
Um, but I would assume that that's now, if, if now, if you're involving that, then I'm on board, mm-hmm. right? I'm extremely on board. If you're going to bring the demon and edge, if you want to involve edge in his brood type of freaking spiel, we know how captivating edge could be. If you want to bring Gangrel, yeah. obviously you can't involve Christian because he's an AEW, but <laughs> you put in Gangrel by his freaking side and you do some Gangrel, sh- uh, do some, do some brood type of shit. With best entrance like, ever now, by the now way. you're speaking my fucking language here but if you're just <laughs> gonna give me just plain old simple finn and listen and unless i praise finn a lot because finn has done tremendous work with the judgment day yeah and edge is freaking edge edge is just awesome but if you're just gonna give me edge and finn again like we've got because they've competed in an i quit match so like <laughs> right. what other way besides the the demon and other entity of edge like the brood can you go yeah you can't you know so if that's the case, then obviously then I'm I'm not on board with it and it's just stupid and I'm and I'm going to shit on it. But if you're involving the demon, if you are involving those other aspects, like I mentioned, sign me up. Because sure. that's honestly the only other way you can go with this feud at this point. And in false and in regards to theory, look, <laughs> I Theory obviously needs to be going into 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 Mania as, ch- as champion, regardless of how we feel about the dude. I honestly think the dude is 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 not as bad as people say he is. I don't. I, I just didn't understand why the guy needed to be to be low key freaking ruined going after a, a United sure. States to cash in on a United States championship to get to this point. But again, what the fuck do I know? Um. But yeah, it's just because Cena's not going to win, guys. He's not going to win the United States Championship. And if they do, that's just freaking stupid. That would be horrible. Yeah. And I understand, like, and like they're saying, oh, well, it doesn't need to involve a title. And you're right, it doesn't. But again, they've put themselves into a pickle where Austin Theory is the champion. And if that is the plan to do Cena and and Theory, it's not going to be a non title match at WrestleMania. It's going to be for the title. It's going to be a title. (laughs) Yeah. The right decision would to have Cena lose, even though it's it sucks to always see. I mean, all I feel all that Cena does now is just freaking lose match singles matches. But you know, but again, you can't have Theory. You know, eventually Theory. I I expect at sometime after Mania, Theory will probably lose that title. Mm-hmm. Um, to who I don't know, but as of right now, going into Mania, Theory is is your guy, and I and and he. He should still be your champion, and he, and if Cena is the way you want to go about things, then, 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 then fine, you know. And and listen, I think Cena will find a way to make it, I guess, somewhat fun, because I mean, you know. And listen, I, I'm not the biggest fan of Cena. I never really was, you know. I know a lot of you know fans in my generation were big fans of Cena. I I wasn't one of those people. I mean, I respected and 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 liked John Cena. He's in. He's involved in one of my favorite matches I've ever watched growing up involving CM Punk, involving Edge and everybody else. But mm-hmm. but I never was like, oh, man, like I am all about hustle, loyalty and respect. Right now, I'm, I'm just I, I'm, I wasn't. Um, yeah, it's. I, I feel like I'm repeating myself, but I feel like I need to say it, even though. It could, we know it it could go in a different direction, and that's probably what it it end up could being, but I am optimistic in saying that these type of feuds can work, right? Sure. And I'm willing to give it a chance. The fact that we do have five to six weeks going into Mania, now if it just goes off the rails, 
and they completely drop the ball and and like everything just goes haywire then trust guys trust me you will hear it from me because if you guys know me if you guys know brian and, and us on this platform we if 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 shit is bad then you will hear it from us you know mm-hmm. um i mean shoot you know brian i mean i i know that you you are really high on a company like AEW. i mean you have not been you haven't been shy to to come on this platform <laughs> and say it's a freaking shit show you yeah. know what i'm saying so and, and that's and that's the thing and that's the thing guys is that you know we want to at, at the end of the day yes we're we're harsh critics yes it seems like we're always in favor of what wwe is doing but it's because that statistically they are they're doing in regards to wwe and AEW, because i know there's this weird freaking war wwe is like not even in the same league with AEW. that's not because i'm a wwe fanboy it's just the fact guys statistically yeah. it's it's just true and we want everyone to succeed but you know but at the end of the day too guys we want to be fair right we want to be fair and we're not just going to just shit on things just to shit on it you know and the same goes for AEW as well like if there's a potential good feud like Christian and Jungle Boy right now we're going to be fair and give it a chance but if it goes off the rails and they don't do it properly then we will freaking rant and we will freaking crush Tony Khan and AEW <laughs> for to sure. the freaking core so but yeah, um, and, and 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 as the show as a whole, and Brian, I'll get back to you to close it out. This show, it wasn't, it wasn't good, but it wasn't bad. Again, it was just another decent show. That's what yeah. I think. That's kind of the trend that what Monday Night Raw has been the last few weeks. It's been decent. It's right. decent. It's not mid. It's not. It's not bad, but it's not good. It's 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 decent. It's it's mm-hmm. it's, it's a slightly above average. You know. So, look, there's a lot to be excited about, but at the same time, there's definitely a lot to be cautious for. But in regards to, like, the bloodline and all the other feuds that I've mentioned, I'm willing, and the way that it could work and the way that they've been going about, a way that, the way that they've been going about the feud up to mm-hmm. this point, and, I mean, we'll see what happens, but I'm willing to give it the benefit of the doubt. And of course, if it's shit, I will shit on it. Trust me, I will I will be the first person to be like, what the fuck is this? And this company is freaking clueless and they dropped the ball. But I want to be fair and I'm going to give it a chance. And that's what I'm going to do. So, Brian, your final thoughts. The floor is yours. Yeah, I, I pretty much agree with you there, too. Like, uh, you know, as far as WWE and AEW, look, the bottom line is right now, WWE has so many more characters involved in storylines that could they turn out to be shit yes but there's multiple different avenues like you said there's there's the bloodline there's becky and lita and and uh damage control uh you still got you know edge and judgment day um montez ford uh you know, just yeah, a we bunch didn't even of mention different Montez things. Ford. We didn't yeah. even mention him, right? <laughs> no. uh, Rhea and Belair. Um, you know, so there's a lot of avenues, a lot of a lot of questions, and some good, some bad. But overall, they're they're doing such a better job of telling a story and getting people invested. And look, there's a, a, there was a lot in this show that I wasn't particularly fond of. You know. Lesnar and and Lashley, um, uh, Corbin attacking Sammy, you know, it was just like, what the fuck? 
Mm-hmm. But again, it, overall, I would agree the show was slightly above average, wasn't great, you know. Um, but they're just a better product right now. And and I'm, again, I don't know where they're going with the storyline. And it, I could be disappointed or, or maybe it's not exactly how I'd like to see it go. But it's something I'm invested in, right? It's something that I, I want to see the end of it, right? How how does it end? Where there's one story in AEW right now where and that's Danielson and MJF, and that's it. And you know, Cage, you know, we'll we'll see if 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 anything happens this week uh on AEW, but I'll save that for AEW. Um, but yeah, uh, I think in the past couple months and here on the road to WrestleMania, WWE has improved. Uh, with a lot of the the wrestlers themselves, they've put in the work to where I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. So, yeah, that's where I'm at with the the state of WWE. Guys, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Twenty two episodes, man! Wow, mm-hmm. twenty two yeah. episodes. It's just like, guys, I I I understand. Like, hell, it's only twenty two games. So, like, guys, trust me, it feels like we just did like episode one, like yesterday. So, <laughs> right. um, I, it's just crazy that, you know, how far we have gotten. And it's just, it's, it's awesome that we've gotten this ball rolling. And, uh, like I said, like I always say, guys, the best is yet to come. There's, there's, uh, there's plans, right. There's still mm-hmm. plans to evolve this platform right. and to evolve this community. So you guys just have to stay tuned and, uh, and to see what, uh, what those changes and what the, what those little, those little adjustments might be, but we, you know, we have so much fun doing these podcasts and I hope you guys enjoy uh, listening and watching us. Um, but yeah, but uh, there's a lot to uh, a lot. That's a lot of content that's going to be published out, you know, with, with WrestleMania coming up. So make sure you guys stay notified. Make sure you guys stay tuned. Make sure you guys tune in for Thursday's episode. When we, when we cover uh, AW dynamite, um, of course, like we mentioned about Tony Khan and Ariel Hawani, we'll talk that. Of course, we'll also talk some. He's NXT. got a big announcement. The big, the big announcement. Oh, oh like I, I, I am not excited about it at all. Like I, I don't know <laughs> what it is. Hopefully, he blows I will my get mind. to my thoughts when we get to Thursday. <laughs> yeah, me, yeah. There is because whatever that announcement is, I know it's just gonna be. It's just gonna be some wacky, weird shit that Tony. It better Khan be good is. shit, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's gonna be something. It's it's yeah. gonna be something. But yeah. I guess we'll, we'll but we'll 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 talk all about it on Thursday. So make sure again you guys tune in for that review. And like I said, we'll we'll mention NXT. Like you know, we talked about NXT. There's a lot of a lot of cool stuff as well with NXT that they're doing right now, especially with Toxic Attraction. You know, there's definitely mm-hmm. some intrigue. Uh, NXT, I, I believe, right now I, uh, just got off the air. I want to say because I believe their start time was. Uh, or usually their days are on Tuesdays, I believe around eight o'clock. Eight o'clock, so yeah. As we as we recorded this podcast, uh, they're pretty much have been on the air as of right now. So we'll talk some some uh, some WWE NXT as well in regards to Toxic Attraction and, and other stuff. And then of course on Saturday we talk SmackDown and the fallout of the Chamber on SmackDown and uh, our top five list of the week as we continue this road to wrestlemania thank you guys once again for tuning into this episode this was episode 22 of monday night raw february 20th 2023 thank you guys for tuning in my name is james porcelli i'm brian thomas and we are signing off saying salute peace out and take care everybody